Hello, hunters, and welcome to the Hunters Hub. Uh, this is Fortwan here, uh, joined by co-host Haru. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just feeling uh, second dawn, you know, if you will. Mmm, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Morg Daddy, how you doing? I'm feeling particularly evil in a residential way. Wow, you guys are on point with these puns today. This is the Hunter Sub. <laughs> uh, we are a gaming podcast centered around Monster Hunter, but we talk about more games because, you know, we have to survive on more than just Monster Hunter. So uh, uh, thank you, Wolfie, for the uh, theme. And uh, we'll get into a couple things today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Resident Evil collaboration for Iceborne, um, the announcement of Horizon Dawn, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, sorry, 2. Uh, we're going to get into some Diablo 4 class speculation, and then a little bit about what we've been playing this week. So, uh, to start us out, the Resident Evil collab slash update for Monster Hunter Iceborne dropped last night, according to this, uh, when we record this. Um, so what do you guys think? Or have you, what have you got to play in it so far? I have been able to play zero of it because the night that it actually opened mm -hmm. up, my younger brother used up all the data in my house to download Metal Gear 5, so <laughs> I haven't been able to play any of oh, it. Oh, man. But from the YouTube videos that I've seen, mm -hmm. it, it looks just fantastic. I love it. Wait, wait, wait. I have to stop on this because I, you have a data limit on your house? Yep. I didn't get unlimited. It only would cost ten more dollars. I've uh, never heard of this on a on a. Now this is because you're Canadian, right? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm, no, there's yes. plenty of places in rural rural America that have this kind of nonsense. I I'm in rural America. We don't have that. Like, <laughs> I'm. Uh, Thank you. Apparently, other other places. I guess. I, oh sure, yeah. I, obviously, there's so many rural America. It's not just like hey, you know, Southern Sticks, Ohio. You know, is the only one. But like. Uh, okay, <laughs> that was that. I'd never heard of that. Um, so Haru, you said you got to do basically the cat quest, and that's it. Yeah, I was just doing the uh, coral puke puke hunt, um, mm -hmm. and I was crafting the uh, collaboration armor for the uh, uh, palico, which is the coral and uh -huh. wiggler set. Oh, I guess yeah. I did also uh, try attempt the um, quest with with a partner. Um, the the every hunter's dream three um yeah for, where you get the charge, the charge lady blade. and uh i do believe mm -hmm. it's also the same ticket to upgrade the wyvern ignition the great sword i think they share that yep, ticket that is correct so that's um, uh, that quest is chaos because um it's just uh nightshade palumu which is like black and mm -hmm. Nagakuga, which is black and they get enraged and they, and they just fly around and smash into each other <laughs> yeah uh so <laughs> i played all three uh and i did the uh uh what what do they call it the t-virus uh valhazic what is the name what do they call it just Val valhazic t-virus version or whatever i don't know yeah it basically has a t-virus but i think it's like a zombifying one yeah, oh yeah like I'll, oh no you've been zombified I'll, I'll get into it um there's there's a lot to talk about on that uh <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, so, like, that is, uh, that is the, the big part of this quest, right, is, is for the Leon and Claire, uh, skin, or the full armor set, 
um, not layered. It's a full armor set uh, with its own skills mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So that's what I played the most. I played five that five times. I did the one you did Haru three times. Uh, the Wyvern Ignition one. Uh, the Hunter's Dream three. And I also did the Cat Quest twice. Uh, so I, I actually was able to play this a lot last night and actually some today. Um, before we had to go get the freaking giant mixer. Oh my gosh. You guys see that? I put it in the Discord. Uh, I am going to take a look right now. Uh, two and a half foot tall mixer, like a baking mixer that my dad got. It's just, I'm beside myself today about it. We had to, they had to pull it off a skid to get it. <laughs> like, what the heck? What in the high hell is that thing? <laughs> it's a mixer. You mix up ingredients for baking. Oh, man. My God, does it have to be that big? I mean, he got My tired God, of them huge. breaking because he makes so many cookies, but... I... <laughs> so he got the biggest one he could find. <laughs> bigger mixer, bigger cookies, I, I guess. I've been laughing about it so much because it's like... <laughs> My dad's an engineer and that kind of stuff, but he went he went full Tim the Toolman Taylor on this. Way, way overkill. <laughs> oh man. So anyways, um so um I don't feel that there's a lot to say about the quest itself for uh the cat one, right? It's just a normal Puke Puke in the Coral Highlands as mm-hmm. any other quest. Um but you get the Wiggler helmet, which kind of sucks, you know, in comparison to some better helmets at the time. Um, but you do get to look cool. Too bad there's not layered armor for cats. That would actually be kind of neat. Cause you... That would be actually really awesome. Then we could get, like, just the best armor for them and then just disguise it whatever we want for them. Right. Fashion hunting, baby. That's the way it is. I mean, yeah. Fashion fashion makes the Monster Hunter world go round. <laughs> I think it's, it's hunters. It's not the meta. Hunters make the world go right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The I don't know. The point at which I feel the need to optimize my palico is probably the point at which I need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do a lot of solo hunting with that cat. <laughs> that because those crown hunts aren't gonna those crowns aren't gonna hunt themselves. Um, so, uh, so like, I just don't feel there's much to talk about that. It's a Coral Puke Puke. We talked to death about Coral Puke Puke. Great monster, um, but there's nothing really different about that quest. Um, however, the uh, Hunter's Dream 3 is a bit different. And it's not that the... Um, there's not that there's any unique mechanics of, you know, what they did with Nightshade and... Um, Nargakuga in that quest, the fact that side aside from the fact that they're stuck together in an arena, but it's like some of the older, um, you know, Monster Hunter like uh, arena quests where you actually have a gate to separate them. So, mm-hmm. that was a priority. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, them. a lot of the arena quests have that. I think it's mm-hmm. just if you have, I feel like it's if you, you're fighting a single monster in the arena, they don't let you use the gate because they don't want you to accidentally stick yourself. In a waiting room, while the monster kind of yeah. idles on the other side. So uh, the last time that I played uh, any any monster hunter with uh, Wolfie, uh, I played with her and one of her friends, and um, the we we were actually in Generations Ultimate, and I actually did that on accident in one of the arena quests. Is I separated us from the monster. <laughs> 
<laughs> trying trying uh trying to get the you know because it was a dual monster quest i don't remember what it was but we actually put the, both the monsters on one side and us on the other side and i was like oops sorry <laughs> um so yeah i i totally understand not wanting a waiting room uh <laughs> that was my fault <laughs> um so uh so like but it is a little hectic when the two monsters are together because Nightshade just puts everyone to sleep. And with Narga being the arguably more dangerous one, you know, up in your face, getting put to sleep constantly can really hurt you because you, you do take that extra damage when you go to sleep. And Narga's, Narga's yeah. there to uh, <laughs> uh, take advantage of that opportunity for sure. Yeah, I don't feel um, like I take any extra damage when I'm sleeping. You just, like, get hit because you can't move. Yeah. Well, maybe that's like, true. Most attacks, like, if they did double damage when you're sleeping, they would one-shot you. Oh, no, no, no. It's not double. I don't think I would ever have been double. Yeah, because, because just of that being reason. Put, yeah. Just being put to sleep is bad enough. Yeah. I mean, like, you're already vulnerable. You can't do anything. If you're low on health you're dead so i mean yeah <laughs> making it so that you'd take double damage from that oh my god that's just sadistic yeah i mean it, well it also depends on the monster too like nightshade if he did double damage he may not kill you um he doesn't do a ton of damage but then again mm -hmm. at appropriate armor in the story that would kill you yeah uh <laughs> It's actually kind of funny, like how fearsome they made just Palumu and Master Inc. for kind of where it was. So, as you can attest, Haru, you end up hunting with my brother and I quite a bit lately. And one of my things, the things my brother says is he's the one that never dies, right? What we went into what was a Rajong. I died twice. You died twice. Gog died three times, I think, and. Our brother died zero times on this uh, tempered Rajong we were doing in the Guiding Lands. It was just like, it felt like someone was constantly dead. Uh, and, you know, because it's tempered Rajong, right? Like, it's not an easy fight. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you kind of, or at least in my case, I kind of take it easier in the Guiding Lands because, like, it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> sure, you get less rewards, but you still can kill it. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, uh, so... Speaking of which, we were raising the level of my Coral Highlands again um, because I need to get um, tempered Legiana parts, and I just I, I just need to get them up so Legiana can be tempered again, uh, so I can get those parts. And I don't feel like trading all of my all of my other Guiding Land parts just to get the Legiana stuff. I'd rather just fight it. So uh, we're fighting a Palumu. I summoned one, and it's tempered, of course, but like. That, like, pancake slam with his tail that he does now, like, four times. Oh, that's rough. He straight up died today. He was, like, actually talking about how much he doesn't die. And he was making fun of me for dying every once in a while. And he just straight up dies. And I was like, <laughs> I was like who died that now? That is brutal because <laughs> it does a lot of damage, but it doesn't send you sprawling. It sends you into sort of like a, like a, like a kneeling state where... Mm where you can still get hit. There's no iframes to it. So you have to, like, get hit and then dodge out of the next ones. Yeah, and if you get KO'd, you're just done. And that's what happened to him. He got KO'd. So he was trying to get out of that animation. He just died. Uh, it was rather brutal. 
I survived, though. It's either that or you just run away. I mean, like, I use the bow, and all I do is I just keep backing up, backing up, backing up, and then it never touches me, but if it ever did, I... Ugh, stupid blow-up balloon beaver boy bastard. Ugh. <laughs> Hate Palomo. The, the alliteration on that Night is like, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Beaver balloon boy bastard. <laughs> oh man, I just I, I was about ready to say. So did you seriously just use the "don't get hit" argument? But <laughs> <that Yep>. was, <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, that's a rough, rough monster in uh, at times in in G rank, but. Um, yeah, I you know like it was, uh, we got way off track on because <laughs> I we're talking I always forgot what we were talking about, so like the uh, <laughs> you know the combination nightshade doesn't do that pancake attack near as often and if he does it's to disperse the sleep, um so that quest is slightly annoying but again there's nothing super special about those monsters then again we can't really expect them to do something unique with every monster, um. Did you have any more thoughts on that quest, Haru, or is that about it? Uh, yeah, that's that's all. It's just, it's kind of rough. Um, yeah. When yeah, they're together, it's kind of chaotic. Norkuga is um, conflict-prone, let's say. Yeah, he. I think he excels in monster fight, you know, like two monster fights for sure. Because, like, one-on-one, -on -one, I don't feel like Norkuga is really super dangerous right now. Um but, like, when there's another monster demanding your attention, or at least splitting your attention, um, Nargakuga mm -hmm. can do some serious... Like, because he has some big, you know, big attacks, like the Tail Slam, especially when he's angry and he does it twice. That can hurt. That can really mm -hmm. hurt. Um, and, but, like, it's also kind of easily avoided. You know, it's not, like, the hardest thing to, to read. And then if you know he's angry, he's going to do it twice, so... Even stuff like Lance can, land, you know, just side dodge it instead of blocking it if they need to. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, when you've got your split attention, he can really get you with that tail sometimes. Um, I feel the only attack that he does is the spin around and then spin around a second time. And he sw swings one way and swings the other way. Uh, I think that one can get you pretty well, but uh, I don't feel that one's super damaging, though. Um but, but anyways, yeah, it's yeah, it's a chaotic, chaotic fight. Um, so, like I said, I did do the uh, the zombifying Valhazic uh, five times actually, so that my brother and I could complete the armor, get all the pendants, and um, do the request that your house cat give you to. Uh, it gives you special requests to get some furniture. Um, so we did all, and it takes 17 of the, the, the coins to do that. Um, oh, wow. And you can get it, and I, we did it five times, and it was pretty much guaranteed um, when we did that. So, uh, first things first, let's talk about zombifying. Uh, this is insanely different. Uh, it... They explained it very well, but playing it versus being, like, doing, like, just hearing about it is way different. Um, so a lot of, uh, some people we played with like, oh, there's no downside to this. No, there's downsides to it. Trust me. Um, so when you become zombified, uh, if you have the scout fly camera on, which most people don't, but I still do. 
um, you get this like cut scene of you turning into a zombie when you get hit with the effluvia. It's also worth mentioning nothing stops effluvia. Like they literally tell you effluvia resistance doesn't work. Yeah, because it's not the same status that that runs. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work. Thankfully, I run Crisis. (laughs) So getting the effluvia status actually procs it. uh, And I actually got a boost whenever I turn into a zombie. I think uh, you mean the T-virus status. Yeah, you get into T-virus status. Looks like we better ask Wesker about if he's going to turn us into zombies. Mm -hmm. Because I'm feeling Um, both itchy and tasty. And I am in normally when I'm playing Skyrim, I'm a master of unlocking all stuff. <laughs> oh my! God. I was just gonna let you go. I was like, "Where's he going?" Um, but yeah, so your health turns that pukey green, um, but it doesn't decrease like the normal effluvia. Uh, it's still the you still have the same amount of max health. Um, you regenerate health the like about as fast as as. Um, I'd say drinking a potion. Like, it's that fast. It's pretty, pretty fast. Um, And it's constantly, right? And you will heal over red health and everything. However, if you unsheathe your, if you unsheathe your weapon, sorry, I'm starting to, my brain got twisted up there. So if you have your weapon out, Mm -hmm. that uh, regeneration slows to what would be a normal red health regeneration rate. Um, Okay. So, like, that I don't think was explained at all until it happens um so you you can't have your weapon out to regenerate here's so the other thing zombified you don't lose control of your character at all no you don't um oh i was under, you, under the impression it would like force you to walk in a certain direction sort of like confusion or something no 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 you still control everything you do you can't dodge at all but if your weapon oh. causes some some sort of movement like literally x button on the playstation doesn't work nothing happens um, I also believe that you can't use your items except for like the red right. and green herbs that you can yeah, pick up. Yeah, the only the way, items you can use you are the use red items. and green herbs or the mixed herbs, uh, which is okay, the red so and green Okay, so it sounds together. sort of like um, a little bit similar to the sticky status from the Karkos, because you couldn't roll then or else you just go into a snowman status. Yeah. Um, now, there is a few exceptions to, um, to that morgue. You can still sharpen and you can still put mm-hmm. on mantles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I heard that you could use like um, special equipment stuff, but mm-hmm. like drinking potions and no, like, any um, any other regular item usage. Use. Yeah, it is just not there. Um, the 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 funny thing is, you also run at about a very slow walk speed. So when you're fighting and the monster zones right and goes from you know like area one, area two, or whatever it does, right. Uh, the Valhazic runs away to the next room. If you're in zombie mode, it takes you for freaking ever to get there. <laughs> it makes sense, especially if, yeah, because zombies can't really chase anything down, especially in Resident Evil. They're so damn slow. They just gotta go ah, 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 with their arms stretched yeah. out. Pretty much the same speed as what you're going you at. You go so. slower than a Resident Evil zombie, I guarantee it. Uh, <laughs> it is very slow. Uh... The, so what you what I ended up doing is like I would actually uh, I would actually not mind being in zombie mode because I thought it would and also sorry big poor part of this and mo- but this is in the tutorial most people know this you act as if you have rock steady oh, mantle okay so nothing I knocks see. you down 
Nothing will stop you from attacking. Um, you can still clutch claw in this form, so you can beast mode, you know, bonks into into the wall uh, with this status on, uh, regardless of roars or even attacks and damage. And be careful stuff. if when you're still just as dangerous under the under the arms because uh, if, you, if you're too slow, you could be a fortune on sand, sandwich. <laughs> um and also you are immune to the rotten veils uh like blue acid in yes, the lower levels like completely immune to it um doesn't hurt you at all uh that's pretty cool so like i said it's super slow though uh so i ended up saving up all the green herbs which are everywhere and they look different from normal herbs uh that tricked a few people i was playing with but they look very different they look like a fern more than an herb um Mm -hmm. and the red herbs look like basically like red flowers like yeah they basically look like pink flowers um and you combine them to make the mixed herbs which believe it or not i I don't think they uh the green herb by itself will cure the zombie status also zombie status goes away on its own after a while Mm -hmm. so Zombie status is really cool for the fight. You can still do weapon maneuverability. So charge blade, if you press uh, circle and triangle at the same time, you still do the jump forward slash. Uh, the insect leg can still do the vault and the, the vaulting around in the air and bouncing off the monster. Um, I do believe Lance can still charge. I do believe. I didn't test this out. But um, any sort of weapon attack that causes movement will still happen. Um, you just can't run. At all. <laughs> I mean, you can... Damn it, now I'm just thinking of, like, these well-choreographed zombies. It's like, yes, we are still agile. It's like, you remember that uh, that video of Thriller? And it's like, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that was me in that, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, but, uh, so I end, up, I end up taking off zombie status to specifically move between areas. Uh, another thing is, if you are really hurt, like you're, you know, you're down to like below ten percent health, that regeneration really can't be enough to save you sometimes. Um, so popping a green herb actually heals you about an herb's amount of health, and then also takes off zombie status. The mm-hmm. red and green herb combined takes off zombie status and gives you a lot of health back. I want to say it's equivalent to a max potion or more. It might just be a max potion amount. Um, but it's, it's a significant amount. So it heals uh, all your health? Cause it will immediately heal you and get you up. So not all, uh, not max. I'm sorry. Oh, so as much as mega. a mega potion. I meant to okay. say mega. That was, that was my, <laughs> my mistake. That would be so cheap if it healed as much as a well, max potion. It, Everybody would be here's like, here's the thing. Okay, I've only found all the green red herbs. I've only found one red herb location. That's it. I've only found one in the five times I did it. Um, so I don't know. Like it's a to to me, it's a basically a one shot, uh, and it's kind of hard because like I didn't see it on the crafting list either. So you have to go in your items, set up that auto craft, click combine, oh, okay. and move it over to the other item. You could auto craft key it, I'm sure, but I didn't see it. You know, like I, I didn't feel it was worth it because it's once per quest, right? And there's downtime between, you know, the month. It's like any other quest. The Valhazic isn't any... It itself, the way it fights, isn't any different. Uh, I had thought that it had a higher chance for a gold crown large. 
um, because both the ones that we fought the first two times were very large or silver crown large. But I think that it's was kind of funny um, because um, Iceborne so added yeah, a grand um, total of two new uh, inventory items, whereas this is the third, fourth one. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they focus on the monsters, which oh, for yeah, the most part is good. So, I'd still like to see a new trap. We haven't got a new trap since Monster Hunter Dose. Well, yeah, we have traps, though. The, the, yes, the, the lightning rods. The tree falling thing. I'm talking about, like, an item right, trap. That'd probably right? be a like lot with all the environmental shock. stuff you can do now. The lightning rod, yeah. True. What they need like to do it. is I've let you capture that. people, capture <laughs> like monsters, monsters in the um, uh, tree fall, like foliage traps, and make the damn pitfall trap have the color of mm. the map's fauna. <laughs> like, you can't have a green pitfall trap at the Elder's Recess. That's the most obvious thing. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's why elders don't fall into them, because they're just too damn smart. It's like, we've got a pitfall or trap Garuga. here. Hey, over here. <laughs> Tails just like, yeah, right, you bunch of chodes. I'm not going to fall into that. Because <laughs> I think, I think I th the okay. <laughs> uh, traps used to, pitfall traps used to adapt to the different areas. In at least desert and like Arctic. Um, which game that was in Yeah, there. I think so. I think I remember that. Uh, four is what I'm thinking of. Four ultimate. But yeah, I I can't I can't, I'm not, I'm not positive. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. So. It's an interesting thing, right? And and I can I was concerned going into this quest because like I don't want this stuff to happen between quests. It's quest only, right? This zombie status can only happen inside of this quest. However, the gesture that you, you immediately get, uh, two gestures, uh, just talking to the house cat in Celiana. Like, you can talk to him through, at your house or through the window that, you know, that you're winning Celiana. Um, the two gestures that he gives you, one of them is turn into zombie, and when you do it again, it's turn uh, back from a zombie. And it's just gesture, right? It's like the... Uh, I don't know what they call it, but it's the really weird gesture where you can move and you kind of skip. It's kind of like that, where it's a gesture that sort of alters your movement for a while. And it turns you into the zombie mode, where you can only run with your arms out. And you're stumbling around. You make weird zombie noises. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Your face actually changes. I think you actually get somewhat zombified, like your actual aesthetics. Um, but if you're wearing... Yeah. Um, but if you're wearing full armor, like I always do, it's just... You just move differently, um, and then if you're if you do the 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 gesture to turn back, you pull out this bag of something, and you just like shove it in your face and you kill yourself from the zombie stuff. So it okay, that's really cool. So it's pretty good. And then the other one, you know, I don't remember what the other one is. Oh, I think it's like a bite attack. Yeah, it's the bite. It's the stumbling bite that the Resident Evil zombies do, where they like lunge forward and stumble. Um, so it's that, uh, which is whatever. And you can so do that like in or out. Some more so you can uh, kill um, videos, I guess, if it does damage. 
I believe I saw a video where um, somebody used like the bite <laughs> attack on a coral puke puke's tail, and they right. actually bit it off. It was so funny. <laughs> I didn't know it actually did damage. Yeah, it actually does damage. The bite sense. actually does uh, slashing well, damage. I, I, I was like, actually, wow, I think it should do piercing really cool. damage. Actually, I can't wait to do that. Okay, Mr. D&D, is it uh, magical? magical? Is it <laughs> not magical? <laughs> if you're a level three... Narrative DM, I if, rolled a nat 20. How much is this bite doing? If you're a level three monk, it's it's magical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I spend a key point <clears throat> to do a flurry of bites. Flurry of bites. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like, uh, I know you guys didn't get to play this quest. I thought it was really cool once I got into it. Um, I, you know, like I wasn't interested if it was going to persist between quests and I had to do some like janky bullshit to get it off of me. Um, but the fact that it's inside of the quest, it's actually kind of enjoyable. It actually changes up the gameplay a little bit. Um, I don't like the rock steady mantle in general. And I thought like, Oh, just having auto rock steady before, like, like just having that on is like, eh, it seems kind of dumb, but there's more to it than that. You know, there's the healing and the not being able to use items. So it changes up the gameplay in an enjoyable way. I would say as far as events go in monster hunter, um, world and iceborne, it's the best one so far. It's just not like a generic, like, Hey, throw monsters together. And it looks cool. Uh, I guess the, the Witcher content was uh, a lot different, but it didn't really change the gameplay as much as it forced you to play someone else yeah, I, um, for a while. I appreciate. So, like, narrative. I think narratively, the, uh, that was I mean, good. the Puke Puke stuff was nice with Witcher, but it didn't really have anything Go to ahead. do with the property. Um, the I think it's an appropriate yeah. amount of effort to be put into one of these collaborations. Because, as we've seen with sort of like the um, mm-hmm. high anniversary uh, size comparison, there's. A lot of monsters, just in this series, that they could use, or new monsters. A lot of possibilities they could go. They don't have to, like, create the t- the Mr. X in the, as a boss. Mm-hmm. Right. Wouldn't that have been nice? E- even right off the bat, I think uh, Narcarcos could have been a good thing for, like, a Resident right. type yeah. thing, right? Because um, it's all about death and that kind of stuff, too. <clears throat> not the saying that thing in the bones pits would be really really sick yeah not that i'm saying they need to do that right but um th- there is options that you know in within the series like you're saying that that could be good monsters to bring back for an event like that um but i don't know overall it's quite enjoyable um i don't think i'm gonna do it again i got what i needed out of it and i'm done um it does you know it does kind of get boring after a little while because you're just hunt the hunt itself is just another black fail right you're just okay and if it's not really going to help me crown hunt then i'm not interested <clears throat> so um uh after that uh we're talking about horizon zero dawn 2 um this is kind of an interesting announcement um so this is a very highly beloved game that uh a lot of people compared to Monster Hunter, but I feel like a lot of people kind of fell short on that uh, comparison, at least in the combat. They're like, oh yeah, you set traps and you have a bow. And I've heard a lot of people 
He's like, yeah, you know, he played Monster Hunter before and went to this. Like, oh, yeah, it's really cool. But then, like, a lot of people who saw Monster Hunter after playing Horizon Zero Dawn were like, this is weird. So, like, I kind of feel like um, <laughs> a lot of people miss the boat well, no, to get I mean, to Monster is, Hunter from Horizon. It is but taking uh, from Monster Hunter Her- in Z- some ways. And that's why we have the whole collaboration ongoing thing. Um, it's a, it's a third-person right, yeah. shooter, but... So, uh, the, um, second game is announced. They, they do take elements, like you have to target different parts of the monster. They're just robot parts as opposed to people parts. And in Horizon, the parts can drop guns, so that's, mm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what we have is uh, sort of a leak. Uh, Guerrilla Games posted a... Uh, and a hiring ad for their headquarters in Amsterdam. Uh, they say they have four teams in the ad. They say they have four teams dedicated to creating the environments of Horizon. Uh, one team is uh, creates lush and stunning vegetation. Right. Uh, and they're hiring a technical vegetation artist for that. So obviously they're working on another Horizon game. It sold it like over ten million. Obviously they were going to do that. Right. Um. Oh yeah, and for an exclusive, oh, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Sony's... PlayStation definitely needs more exclusives. We need to stay. Sony ahead of has made uh, all the money. This is we, man. Um, so, like, I for one am excited for Horizon One Dawn. Um, oh no, I beat Horizon. So you haven't beat, played it yet uh, either. Well, too. The. Um, Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, like very obviously, <laughs> like the ending of Horizon has a scene with Silence, the sort of um, helper character behind the your your con the w- focus. They call it a focus. You're, you're like weird little uh, ear mic okay. thing. Um, he, he has a scene at the end that's very much a sequel mm-hmm. tease. Um, yeah, and that's in the original game. Oh, okay. So. Uh, I think, yeah, the rumor is saying, well, yeah, of course, PlayStation 5 launches at the end of 2020. Uh, yeah, that'd be enough time for them to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Three years and change. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it would be. just immensely exciting. Um, considering that they already have the stable of monsters, they, they had like a lot of different monsters the first game, and now that they're going to be presumably uh, expanding upon that. And um, just like how good Horizon looked in 2017, uh, just I just can only imagine what they're going to do as, mm-hmm. as essentially a launch window title. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have interest in playing the game. Um... The first one and before two, I think it's cool that they're getting to do uh, another game like this because uh, this was a big risk for Guerrilla Games, um, in my opinion, right? Um, because they were known before this for Killzone, which Killzone was sort of like the B tier first person shooter. <laughs> um, not that it was bad, right? Like I played Killzone uh, back in Killzone One and Killzone Two era, uh, where Killzone One I love playing the online. Um, and s- popping a grenade and suicide running into a room and killing all the other team. But <laughs> that was, um, but like 
I didn't, you know, like the, the later titles, um, you know, like the, the PlayStation, was it a four launch, uh, title? Yes. Like one of the few launch titles for PlayStation four was the, yeah. Shadowfall, uh, didn't Some do very well. Right didn't get a lot of good reviews. reviews. Uh, I so. that one though. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. So like. They kind of like, but Killzone had never been like one of the big first-person shooters either. It was always Halo, Call of Duty, you know, you know the bigger titles of the time. And Killzone was there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was forgotten, but it wasn't, you know, nearly as much as those. So Guerrilla Games completely shifting gears to sort of more story-driven, you know, third third-person game um, was was in my opinion seen as a risk. I've seen other people say that that kind of thing, and they pulled it off. There's no doubt about it that game got a lot of a lot of praise it looks really great it sounds like it's a really great game as far as like even just narrative and story and what they were doing with it so i've been excited to play it uh but there's been a lot of games that i just you know i haven't been able to get a hands on uh my brother actually got the collector's edition or something not the not the like uh oh digital not, deluxe not, what am i saying? oh no the, yeah okay the bundle complete yeah. edition which edition yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, he still hasn't opened the cell phone from it. He keeps talking about how he wants to play it, but we keep playing too much Iceborne. So, <laughs> like, he got it a couple months ago. Um, so, like, he'll he'll probably eventually play it, and uh, I'll probably know from him if he likes it or not. He's very, very particular about games, uh, <laughs> a lot more so than me. So we'll see, we'll see if it's high praise or not um before you know I'd we think about jumping into two or whatnot because the second one um well, i'm not sure the second game is it's going to be prominent in the playstation launch launch events right so there might be spoilers although there's not anything mm-hmm. super glaring that i see would be prone to be spoiling based on the story um point is might be not be might be one of those things like, oh, it's a spoiler now that I have the context. But yeah, before, yeah, you'll huh? have to probably. There's, there's a lot in Horizon. There's a lot of world building and like the Karja and the Nora and the, the good words. Um, yeah. I'd say with Horizon, really, you just have to play like the first. Yeah. Uh, there's like the tutorial like thing as she's growing up, and there's like an introductory chapter, um, leading up to sort of an event. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you play through that story arc, it's, like, really, it's just really well done. Um, and it's, it's, it's a really compelling hook to this, to the game to, like, put you into Aloy's role. Um, and sort of, in, uh, yeah. show you the Nora culture from the outside. And just, Horizon is, like, one of the only open world games that I think yeah. has side quests that are actually <laughs> worth doing. Um, cause, yeah, there's story side quests. It's, like, sort yeah. of, it's like sort of Dragon Age, where you sort of talk to characters that feel realized without some of the shortfall shortfalls Dragon Age has had, where there's like fetch quests here and there. Yeah, immensely more generic things. I meant Dragon Age, I'm not sure if I said Dragon Quest. <laughs> Video game titles, huh? <laughs> Either one works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I never played Dragon Quest. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so um, is there a, a, a more? Uh, have you played Horizon? Are you excited for this? Or 
Um, no, I haven't played it, but, um, uh, I remember that there was a lot of hype when Horizon Zero Dawn was first, um, being talked about. I think it was last year that, uh, there was a lot of, uh, talk about it, right? Um, that was when there was that big explosion about, <gasps> Horizon Zero Dawn! Well, it came Dawn! out in 2017. Um, but, um, no, uh... Yeah, it's uh, that old for looking like it does. Really? <laughs> crazy. 17? Oh, wow. Oh my god, wow, I really missed that train, didn't I? Yeah. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> well, at least I didn't miss the train for uh, Death Stranding. Apparently that's going to be a really good game. Um, <laughs> Delivery service. No, tears. Yes. Yep. Baby. <laughs> and a baby. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I probably uh, missed the bandwagon on Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, I might check it out. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, mm, yeah, sometimes know. there is a game where, you know, that you kind of miss the train. You're like, oh, I just don't feel like it now. Like, uh, um, what's that one? Everyone really like Undertale. I feel I missed the train on that one hard. Yeah, uh, that game. And I, cause I already saw like the completionist review. So I already knew everything about it. So like, why would I? played if i already know all the twists and yeah i was in the same situation with horizon not that Uh, i spoiled (laughs) myself but in i i bought a switch uh around the time it was coming out and played zelda mistake um and i came to horizon late oh come on the switch isn't a mistake maybe zelda not the Um, switch come on no because you're like (laughs) Half the country away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just need to find the yeah, right games the, um, for it, and then you know, then you'll I, love so I came the Switch. Late, actually, right. after I had played in in 2018 Monster Hunter World, mm. and I started playing through it, and I was <laughs> sort of uh, taken aback by like just like the quality of of just the storytelling and and the gameplay, like mm. the whole. It's just really satisfying to just go around and shoot little critters and like collect their pelts to upgrade things sort of like far cry um yeah yeah they're they're only exclusively tiny little i mean it's there's no bears no wolves just rabbits and quail and salmon we we, this is like what we drool over in monster hunter is killing critters and collecting their pelts i mean more that is true. Yeah, yeah, we do kind of obsess over yeah, literally, dresses. In Horizon, bit, there's literally, much, um, I mean, for connections yeah. to Monster Hunter, a a mode they apply to all the monsters. It's like tempered or frenzy. Um, it's actually it's literally like frenzy. Um, that makes like a higher tier of monster like difficulty oh, damage. Yada yada. So it's very much uh, in this in this in the style of Monster Hunter. I hate frenzy. Um, I hate it. I feel like Apex was worse than Frenzy, but yeah. I, oh, no, I it was. That, that was something to complain about. I still hated it. <laughs> it's worse, but I still hated the lower version. <laughs> okay. Um, so I might check that out sometime. Maybe. Um, so, like, you got anything else to say oh, on Haru? Yeah, or? I mean, I'm just... Uh... <laughs> I'm obviously excited to see how the gameplay evolves. If they sort of introduce like aquatic monsters, like they had uh, sure. teased that a bit, or obviously there's going to be, it's sort of like a middle of the country, oh. like Denver setting in the first so one. They're going, uh, <laughs> they're going Avatar two. Oh man, that's uh, 
that was supposed to come out. Yeah, that I movie that's year, never coming out. Three years ago. Um, yeah. Space yeah, you caught me off guard with that one. Uh, it, it's going to be funny to see what they what the new subtitle is because it's not going to be Horizon Two because they're doing the subtitle route. They're going to do sure. like one would imagine Horizon yeah. Second Dawn, Horizon New Dawn. Horizon. No, that's Far Cry. Horizon climbing the mountain. Horizon bigger, better monsters. <laughs> Horizon, Horizon Daybreak. No, seriously, she got a Horizon six case Twilight. of... Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> it features... No, I had to review the vampires. second Twilight movie. I, I, like, I had to, I had to be put in a safe room to keep from stabbing my eyes out. <laughs> the daylight. Oh, the sparkles. Oh, God. Oh. Let me, let me just, let me just rant a little bit about this movie, okay? So, like, I had to review this for, like, I worked, so, like, I worked at a company, I did, I vault... Okay, I didn't have to. I volunteered because I was part of like a newsletter for the business I was at to do the movie reviews. And like, I did the first one and people liked it. So I was like, okay. So now they started telling me what to go see. And it was Horizon Coming Zero Dawn. Coming to the theater. And you. <laughs> Twilight. Horizon Zero Dawn the movie. <laughs> Buy your tickets today. Uh, no, it was a Twilight New Moon or what, I don't whatever the second one was. The one where uh, Wolf Boy gets all buff. And then um, like... There's this scene where she, like, takes off on his motorcycle or something and just, like, wrecks it, like, ten feet down the road. And he's like, oh, let me help you. And he rips off his shirt and he's suddenly, like, it's supposed to be the big reveal that he's, like, super hot, muscle-bound now, the wolf boy. And I'm like, oh, God. And then I just, there was just an immediate eruption of, like, Tween screaming, and then I realized I was the only man. Dude, I'm so I'm so afraid because I have to go I see Frozen like, later this month, and I don't want to like be in like a midnight showing with like just a bunch of little girls and their moms because like that's a creepo thing to do. I have an excuse. I do want to see this movie, but I have an excuse. Yeah, I no, I'm so I'm taking them. I am. <laughs> You have no choice. No, no, I want to see it. I'm, don't get me wrong. I want to see it. I actually like Frozen. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> what? What's wrong? I uh, I am not a fan of Frozen. Oh, okay. My ex's um, uh, uh, four-year-old kid, she couldn't get enough of Frozen, and it was Frozen oh, all day, Oh, so you got bombarded day. with Ugh. it. Okay, I got gotcha. you. The poison. I mean... The shit my kids yeah. watch, I'd rather watch Frozen all day. <laughs> Sometimes. Daddy, Daddy, can we watch more Paw Patrol? Oh, no, no, kid. It's we're going to watch Breaking Bad. Paw... You're going to learn about Crystal Meth. It's not even Paw Patrol. It's kids playing with Paw Patrol toys. Like... I mean, Frozen's not even <laughs> like oh, it's not even like a, a young movie. It's like very violent. <laughs> oh, no. it Yeah, it it's got some themes in it that, but like, that's why there's I like a scene it, right? where elsa's nearly like uh, stabbing people in the neck with ice crystals <laughs> like it's super it's super D. yes like, <laughs> it's true she she almost does she almost does stab a bitch with some ice yeah <laughs> uh and it only got stopped fatality yeah elsa i mean wins. she'd give sub-zero a run for his money i tell you that <laughs> Darn it! I was gonna make a joke about Frozen Three: The Return of Sub Zero, but that's not gonna be a thing now. Yep. Sorry, I took it. Oh well. Mine now. 
Fatality. Get out of here. <laughs> Stage fatality. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so Horizon Zero Dawn 2, uh, Twilight and Frozen. Cool. <laughs> All Horizon, in one new podcast. Movie. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Horizon New Moon. Uh, Horizon Frozen Moon. So uh, let's get a little darker and start talking about Diablo 4. <laughs> I'm laughing because the way that came up on the sonogram. <laughs> darker. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so like Diablo 4, we talked about it last week. I'm a big fan of Diablo. Um, and Morg, uh, you seem to be excited about this title. Haru, I don't know. I, I haven't got, really got a gauge other than you don't like Blizzard anymore. Are you going to be really playing this in the future or now? No. Okay. I mean, it's fair, right? It's, it's got to go back and play Diablo 2. That's the only way we're going to get him hooked. I didn't uh, feel like an ad for Diablo I, that's like, I hate saying feel that, the clicks. <laughs> like one of those like gaming chair commercials? <laughs> or like, oh, dude. Oh, I, I think I commercials. said this last week. The carpal tunnel. You'll I used be to get yelled at for how much I was clicking playing Diablo 3. Just... <laughs> Um, but, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about like, uh, some speculation that we have for, um, classes in Diablo four. Uh, so we know that there are going to be five classes total and we have been revealed three of which all are returning from Diablo two, uh, specifically, uh, although you can kind of say that about barbarian cause barbarian's been in every Diablo title in some way. So mm-hmm. barbarian is, is kind of. I don't consider Barbarian as much of an homage to Diablo 2 as just a ubiquitous character class in the series because uh, the Barbarians are very important to lore and story and that kind of stuff. So we got the Barbarian, we got the Sorceress, which, you know, everyone's like, oh, there's always a mage too. Different n- names for different things mean, like, especially for spellcasters in the Diablo world, mean specific things like... The wizards are the outcasts who dabble in arcane magic that are not allowed in the mage guilds and that kind of stuff. And the sorcerers and sorceress is sort of like the master of elements. Oh, so as the, far as the cool goes. mage, you mean. Um, and that kind of thing. So then we also got the... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the the cool, fiery, light, lightning-y mage. <laughs> they didn't have to study their magic. They're not scholars. They were just born with it. Uh, that's a D&D interpretation, but yes. <laughs> um, okay, fine, yeah. yeah. Um, the, then uh, we have the druids, which are actually sort of like uh, kin of the barbarians. And as far as lore, there were two brothers that were Nephilim. One of them, their lineage became the barbarians, and the lineage of the other one became the druids. They were a one cohesive people, but then they split their ways based on their differences. Uh, basically, the physical manifestation of you know power and nature being the barbarians and the mystical one with nature being the druids so for so they, like people you know, who may not be familiar with diablo like what so other returning rem- classes like could there be okay so of previous classes um and i would say just my opinion right of likely unlikely of them returning uh, Morg, and you can chime in on any one of these if you feel differently or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I'll just start from the bottom up. So we have the Warrior, uh, which is from yeah. Diablo 1. I don't see this happening. Warrior's too generic. I think all the classes from the first one are a little too generic. Um, so Warrior is your strength build. 
which was eventually replaced by the Barbarian, even in its own game with the expansion. Uh, the Barbarian yeah. basically reskinning the Warrior. Um, you have the uh, Rogue, which is the sort of dex-based bows. Uh, in the original one, it was just bows. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't see this returning also to generic, right? The first one, the first game had basically pretty generic, like Warrior, Rogue, and Mage, right? It was just that's what they were called. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't see any of those returning. Um, and then the expansion I mentioned had a barbarian already in the game. Don't need to talk about it. Um, and the monk. And the monk was just like a reskin of the rogue with melee weapons, specifically staves, um, which yeah. were not really used that well. Um, it's weird because the expansion isn't canon, but it was official. So this stuff, it's weird. It, it's like these things don't exist, but they did exist later on. Because the canon, there is a monk in Diablo 3. Um, so we bump up mm-hmm. to Diablo 2. And before we get into Diablo 2, a lot of people are saying this is basically a remake of Diablo 2. Or we're only going to get Diablo 2 stuff because Diablo 2 is the most loved, in quotations, you know, game in the series. Let me lay some truth for some people, okay? This isn't going to be what Diablo 2 was in all aspects. They've said that. Uh, the developers have said that. Uh, there's a lot of inspiration from Di- Diablo 2. Uh, they're hearkening back to the darker aesthetic, which arguably comes from Diablo 1, not Diablo 2. Diablo 2 even lightened it from Diablo 1. Um, uh, you know, stuff like the classes were all, you know, back from Diablo 2. There's also reasons why these classes here. We talked about the Barbarian. The Barbarian's sort of been a mainstay for a long time, uh, ever since it was introduced in 2. It came back in 3, and it's going to be in 4. Just the easiest to describe class. Barbarian... <laughs> buff you know buff warrior dude um i don't feel that uh a lot of people understand that like things about diablo 2 are very different also it was like a direct continuation of diablo 1 story and 3 being a direct continuation of that this feels like a whole new segment of diablo lore and history and that kind of thing too so i don't really see like there's a lot of reasons why this isn't just a straight up like you know let's try to do Diablo 2 again um mm-hmm. I just don't like it, it doesn't make sense for them to do that right it makes sense for them to harken back to it but not do that again um so the uh the other classes that came in Diablo 2 so we, again Barbarian we talked about that the Paladin uh, and the Paladin's mm-hmm. an interesting one because a Paladin is a holy warrior that that uh, it was um, interesting because they get power from the angels and that kind of stuff. And I don't see this one coming back. I see this as a low chance. They could, uh, but I see any sort of holy warrior coming back as a low chance. So this would include the Crusader in Diablo 3. Um, mm-hmm. because gates of heaven, lore-wise, are closed. That's one of the very few things we know about the lore in Diablo 4. Heaven has closed its gates, cut off from humanity. So, because they took so much damage from uh, what happened in the uh, in the events of Diablo 3. So, they are closed off from humanity, and sort of things of on the evil side, I assume, Punish Paladin, sanctuary. a man so that without a future. Right. So, <laughs> man without a career. I 
when I originally talked about it, I would have loved to have seen something like a Zakarum priest be like one of the classes or that kind of thing. I see that being less likely now. Oh, but there are clerics because of the gates the of opera, heaven being right? closed. There could be like people who are per. Yes, yes, that yeah. that would be a priest, right? But there's no, there's never been a straight up cleric. It's always been the paladin and then the crusader, right? Because you, you have to get the clerics in the class somewhere. Not that you know you have to hit things. Right. Um, uh, And then we have the Amazon. Uh, Amazon I see moderately likely coming back. And Amazon is is basically the evolution of the rogue. It is the sort of dex-based fighter that is, you know, that that is Diablo 2. There's a second one also in Diablo 2, the assassin. Um, But they were the bows, uh, javelin, uh, famously known as javazons, uh, and spears. And... (laughs) The, I see this one coming back is as likely, um, but I know lore wise this may not happen because of what we have in character customization, right? So Amazons classically in you know like Greek mythology and all that kind of stuff have always been female. Cla- you know all the customizations have both male and female. They could just make only female skins <laughs> for this. Or they sort of break that and say, well, how do they have other Amazons? There had to be guys there, right? Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. Those were called sex slaves, you know, where they would abduct men and then they would force them to uh, do things that men usually love to do. But in this case, it's it's not for their behalf, you know? Death by Snoo Snoo, if anyone watched uh, exactly. Futurama. <laughs> Death by Snoo Snoo. Um, but yeah, like, so I could... I see them likely, right? Because they're they're filling a, a gap that we still see, right? So, like, we had the mage, we had the barbarian, we had the druid, which is sort of like a cross between physical and magical. So it's like the hybrid between the barbarian and, and the sorcerer uh, we have in Diablo 4, but we don't have a dex-based kind of thing. So Amazons yet. were a ranged character? Um, mm-hmm. Might as well move over to the... Okay, yeah, so that's they probably were a mostly ranged, something yeah. ranged to this uh, Right. Um, so then we have uh, the after that one, which I think the necromancer. I see the necromancer as being likely because like mm-hmm. it was enough of a fan favorite that they added it as the was it seventh class out of the 3? blue for no reason. Right, because it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah, uh, I mean, I. I... I like the idea of the Necromancer. I mean, it it's was, a really cool concept, and it was really fun to play. It was literally because it was so begged for by fans, I would feel like. Like, they said that, too. Because of fan reactions, we decided Wait, to add the Necromancer back into Diablo 3. Necromancer. Two years? Three years? <laughs> it's just a two, dead game. Two or three? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people expected the game to be dead. Um, well, I mean, it's not yet. It's still not dead, per se. Um, they're actually trying a lot to bring people back with seasons and new themed seasons and that kind of stuff. So they're still doing stuff with it, just not as much as, you know, full expansion or that kind of thing. Or it's a new like class, Dorman, like the ne- uh, Necromancer. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely cooled off on it. Uh, so Necromancer is another spellcaster, but he's more of a summoner type. Uh, raised the dead into skeletons, zo- you know, zombies and that kind of stuff. He didn't actually have zombies in Diablo 2. 
um, or Diablo 3 actually. So it's skeletons, skeleton mages, and basically the horde of uh, what do you call it? Frame rate dropping skeletons from Diablo 2. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I think you could also make like golems too. Yeah, like he, golems. You make golems. You could make a magic item into a like a like a golem. Uh, and the better the item, the better the golem. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, and they had, like, bone spells and that kind of stuff. So, like, wall of bone, like, bone nato around them and that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> bone nato. Yeah, it was... is is an interesting class. I see this one likely based purely on popularity, right? Just purely. Lore-wise, uh, they will always be necromancers because they are trained by the... Uh, the dragon known as Tragul, who lives in the center of Sanctuary. Um, this thing is like an ever-present being and sort of lord of the necromancers. There's always necromancers. And they're they're seen as the uh, purveyors of balance. Uh, so they're like the true neutral. If you're talking about D&D alignment, and they're true neutral. Diablo uh, 4 the balance already between life showed and like death. a lot of enemies on screen, so it wouldn't be like out of the realm of their sort of engine to do this. No, and and even Diablo three didn't have this mm-hmm. this problem. But um, it was actually a strategy in PvP. Like it was literally a strategy <laughs> to drop the other player's frame frame rate enough to kill them. I'm not even. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was rough. That's, that's why I don't that, do PvP. Uh, is that like lawful evil? <laughs> it's cheap. Like you're you're an elitist with so much money that you're just like super evil. To kill the force. Yeah. I want I want to kill the plebes who don't have a good as PC as I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, there's that. And then um, I'm blanking on the fifth original class. So we talked about Barbarian, Paladin, Amazon, um, Necromancer. I'm blanking on the fifth original class. Oh, Sorcerer. Assassin? Oh, so sorcerer. Just, um, we already uh, talked about Sorcerer. sorcerer? Yeah, yeah, so the Sorcerer is returning in Diablo 4. So then there was the, the expansion classes, which are the Druid, which we're getting back, and then the Assassin. And the Assassin's a little interesting. I see this as a low chance, um, because the Assassin um, is weird. So it was martial arts mixed with traps. Um, so they would use, like, cat claws and katars and those kind of, like, wrist weapons. So Assassin's Creed style. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. With traps, and then a lot of, uh, like, sweep kick and eagle talon and all these like super like martial arts moves to basically do physical damage um i don't really i don't really see that coming back and that's that's just my opinion like i don't have a lot of basis for that we still do need a dex based class and this was a dex based one um but with diablo 4 moving away from stats there's no strength dex or vitality or anything it's just attack and defense um, we may not see that you know an archetype of decks because you know decks isn't a thing right now. Um, so who knows? Um, so that's Diablo two out of the way. Diablo three, we only have the witch doctor and the demon hunter to really mention. So that we uh, the base had the barbarian, the monk. Uh, which I, I actually monk is is interesting. They kind of made up the lore for what monks were and from where mm-hmm. in Diablo three. Uh, and I'll see the monk returning, but it would also be another dex option. Um, I don't think the monk was particularly loved. Uh, 
we got the wizard. I don't see the wizard coming back because we got the source. And uh, then we got... Um... Oh gosh, my brain is blanking. So we had two strength, two dex, and then two... Crusader? Int. Two magic casters? Yeah, so... Uh, so Demon Hunter, Witch Doctor... So Demon Hunter is the other range-based class. Um, they used bows, bow guns. They used hand crossbows. Uh, probably thanks to um, <laughs> drow overdose and D&D <laughs> culture. <laughs> um, <clears throat> did a lot of flips and stuff, but they were mostly bow-related skills and they had these crazy shadow magic and that kind of stuff. They were basically like, use the demon's magic against the demons. Uh, it was interesting. Don't see that coming back, though. Witch Doctor, unfortunately, I don't see coming back. It's one of the least played classes in Diablo 3. Uh, Witch Doctor was basically... A lot of people called him the the want-to-be necromancer. They actually use zombies. They use plagues and that kind of stuff. Um, like, the locusts. I always thought the Witch Doctor was a really cool class. I would say behind the Barbarian, it's my favorite class in Diablo 3. I uh, really like the Witch Doctor a lot, but um, I just don't see it returning. Uh, again, this is based on popularity. And then the expansions, we saw the Crusader come in. We talked about him. Holy Warrior, don't see it coming back. <clears throat> Man, I'm going on. Sorry. Um, and then the Necromancer, which came later in Diablo 3. So that's kind of where we're at of what we've had so far. Um, so in my brain, what I see is what we're missing is... Something that is a full, um, full decks, and sort of like a wild card, and I would have called something like the assassin and the and into like more of like a wild card because we didn't need another decks thing at the time. The, the Amazon. So you're gonna get like role. at least like an assassin uh, right, or yeah. the druid uh, or demon hunter kind, kind of, of a wild card. Yeah, there. I would almost say there has to be some kind of, you know, like. Ad, you know, agile warrior uh, in Diablo 4. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say it's the Amazon, but I question it because of the gender thing. Because you can be male or female with any character. Um, and that's probably why it didn't return in Diablo 3, right? But these the Amazons are still a group of people, right? Um, what I could see happening, and I talked about maybe not a rogue coming back but the amazons were associated with the the guild of rogues uh that was the sisterhood of the sightless eye from diablo 2 i could see that an organization of like thieves or something that it basically became the sisterhood of the sightless eye but in the hard times they started t- accepting males into the guild i could see that happening so maybe a member of the sightless eye being uh the sort of range class um And then the other one I feel is just like, again, like a wild card, maybe a mix between strength and dex or magic and dex. Um, So one of the two. Uh, Then again, these stats don't exist, so I'm clueless for the fifth one. Um, But there's still all sorts of things they could dive into as far as like what they are. And uh, I talked about this before. Uh, We'd speculated before the reveal. Um because we talked about leaks before that. Uh, I'm going to double down and say maybe uh, a fallen angel, because that would still fit the theme of uh, Lilith coming back. Um, But that's like a wild speculation, right? I have no basis for that other than 
Um, they have, you know, the gates of heaven are closed. Maybe some angels followed Tyrael with his fall, and we didn't hear about it till later because they kind of do some of that retconning stuff. They did it heavily in Diablo three to Diablo one. Um, like there's there's some stuff that that could have happened. Uh, so Morg, Morg, what do you think? What do you think we're gonna get with with those two classes or more? I think they're, I think that um, the Amazon might be a good. Um returning class i think it has a pretty good chance of returning the necromancer for sure just by popular demand but um yeah um, if you if you did say if you if if it is true that they're going to be like sticking strictly to the lore chances are paladins or like some members of clergy are probably not going to have that much power Mm -hmm. so you know what a fallen angel probably would be a cool idea especially one that's like hoping to redeem itself and then, like, you know, eventually gains, like, more power and, you know, more faith or whatever as it, you know, gets more levels. That might be um, a potential, like, maybe as, like, a replacement for a paladin or maybe disguised as the paladin. Yeah, there's... That That might be a clever way to, to twist it. Right. Uh, I do believe that... Well, there's... A, there, not that I do believe. There are a lot of examples of angels leaving heaven in the lore of Diablo. Biggest examples, and even in the lore of Christianity, himself. there's a few examples. You're not going to play at. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. Um, Turn the other cheek, brother. So uh, I could see because there was many angels, not like thousands, but many angels that followed Inarius when he left heaven. Right. Then you have Tyrael, and Tyrael had loyal fathers, uh, followers, fathers followers maybe some of the Haradrim ended up being angels later on and the Haradrim to explain to people the Haradrim are the scholars of the world um although they mentioned that that in in the opening announcement that the Haradrim have become rambling madmen at this point but it doesn't mean all of them it just means that the order is a large uh Haradrim was started by Tyrael to sort of like research out and get out to weed out the demons that were hiding in the world um, so like they're, they're scholars, right? Like we see in the openings, the, the teaser, well, I don't know the reveal cinematic of Diablo four. We do see a scholarly person, right? But he ended up being corrupted and being the key to getting Lilith back in the world. <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, like something like that. So I could see a Haradrim being one of the angels in disguise or something like that. Um, Imagine playing as the old man, Deckard Kane, just be like, stay a while and listen. And then you just bore all the zombies to death, and then, like, all the other demons are like, Ah, no! Come back, I'm looking for the Herodric Stone. Oh, <laughs> stay a while and listen. <laughs> stay a while and listen to my story. Yeah. Um. So, Haru, do you have any speculation? I know you're, you know, you're far removed from the series, but... I mean, it sounds like you had any ideas. He's talking about a lot of like missing arcane and clerical classes. Uh, So there's probably going to be some magic themed class as the fifth one. Yeah. Uh, If the fourth is, I mean, the fourth would have to be another something that's martial or range or physical in some way. Because usually, like Blizzard games and like like computer RPGs, they love their magic classes. Everything has magic and sparkles on it. All the (laughs) battle effects. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Again, I could see them doubling down on the the magic because the druid has magic, right? He has the earth magic. Um Mhm. I could I could see them going with three casters and like 
Yeah, druid's kind of like a gish, you know, right? Melee so it's sort of like a meat, happy you know, medium. Even then. Mm-hmm. That could be. Um, Ooh, what about a cultist? Ooh, that would be so cool. Like somebody who like uh, worships like pagan gods. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cool I, idea. That's, that's very possible because a lot of... Um, Diablo is a very interesting uh, world to me, right? Obviously, it's my second favorite series. And most of most of all, because of lore, right? So there is sort of like you could consider the um, the necromancers a cult because they worship the you know the thra- the dragon Thragrul, and he's a dragon. He's mm-hmm. a real dragon, right? So you know that could be like a cult of a dragon. There are other powerful beings that exist in Sanctuary that are far removed from. You know the angels and the demons. You know the monsters of the world and that kind of stuff. There could By be. By the way, uh, sanctuary, terrible name. Something. I don't most know. Most irony. Maximum <laughs> levels of irony. Because <laughs> all these games take place there. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe we play as one of the goat men. Who knows? Like <laughs> that would be so oh, sick. I, I want to play it. as a goat man with a sword. Everyone name himself Garbard. Gobbard, whatever his name is, Gobbard the Weak. I mean, he's the most notable of the uh, Goatman. Or, you know, even a Fallen. Although they talked about the Fallen uh, being sort of like the rabble of the demons. Um, But yeah, there's there's all sorts of like iconic things in Diablo. Uh, But I I see that... I like my best guess. My best guesses are probably, you know, like something returning and then something new, and the something returning being one of the Dex ones, like maybe the Amazon. It's just hard to say the Amazon for me because they're they're so steeped in that, um, you know, the the they're females and they're all from the Scovos Islands. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just the real place in the world. They actually, uh, I saw a good recap video that showed like the world map of Diablo uh, of sanctuary. Actually uh, Diablo four is only covering half of the two large continents, uh, half of the, one of the two large continents um, hmm. with, you know, other areas they said specifically are going to be opened up in expansions. Uh, and it's interesting because there are in that opening that they haven't done yet. There is some areas that we have previously been to specifically in Diablo two, uh, uh, the jungles of Kurost, which is where the Zakarum came from, which is where the faith of the Zakarum, which is both the basis of the Paladin and the Crusader, came from. Um, and, you know, the jungles of Kurost and that kind of stuff. Uh, we already have Diablo 3's uh, desert area, I can't remember, Chaldeum, uh, already in what Diablo 4 territory is. Um, but there's like no real classes coming from that area other than possibly the monks. Um, so like maybe we could, maybe because of that, the monk is the returning Dex class in quotations. Who knows? Like, uh, but I think it's fun to speculate because uh, I it probably I like wouldn't be monk, so much as much right? Because you said it's unpopular, um, and a lot of the like developers monks. love to like change thing up from one game to the next. So they probably like rotate monk out and put in like assassin or they whatever do. one. They do. The only reason why I say that is because they were actually covering where they mm. come from already in the base game. Is all, right? 
that's it. That's the only reason why I say that. And everything I said before, yeah, they're unpopular. Um, they're getting a huge buff in Diablo 3 coming up, though. Huge. Um, really? The monk is getting oh, a buff? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, they're, they're talking about the, the theme, like, of this... Um, they're doing something with one of their sets. It's like you get, like, a bunch of extra damage and attack speed for putting these two skills together. There's, like, a swirling attack that goes around you constantly as long as you keep oh. hitting something. Um, <laughs> and the thing that... I think I've I think I've seen that attack. It's where he spins around and it knocks back all of the opponents and it stuns them for a little bit. I've seen that move. No, no, Only no. because my little brother's played... Yeah. No, it's oh, not that. No? No, it's not that. So the monk actually took on a lot of the martial arts that the assassin did. Um, mm-hmm. The It's called... I can't remember the name of the attack, but it's literally you attack something and you build up this tornado around you that constantly damages enemies. And the more you oh. the more you hit with it, the bigger it gets, right? Uh, oh my god. Uh, but it's not super popular because it's not... Like, it's used a lot, but it's not, like... It's not supported well by any of the sets. One of the new sets coming supports that skill very well, and it also supports the most popular move to build that up because you don't just have to hit with that skill. You turn that skill mm-hmm. on, and as long as you're hitting things, it'll get bigger with other skills, right? The, one of the popular things to do is there's a thing where you run fast uh, and twirl your staff and knock things out of the way. That is also getting a buff to help out with what's going on What's going on with that set. So it's like doubling, doubling, doubling. So you're basically making a speed farming set that it's like kill things as fast as possible in a wide range, which the new theme is going to be like giant massacre bonuses. Uh, oh, wow. So it's fitting well with the new theme coming out next time. So yeah, that's, but that's Diablo three, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So like, it is getting a big, it is getting some attention now, and it might be do good. Like, if I was, you know, if I were to play Diablo three, which I might uh, in the coming season, because uh, I still play that game off and on, um, I'll probably play a monk, <laughs> uh, just because of that set. It sounds so fun. Uh, so yeah, like uh, that's all I had for class speculation. Um, Anything, uh, anyone else want to tr- chime in for Diablo 4? Hmm. I'd like to think that maybe the assassin or the rogue would be able to maybe come back and maybe receive a little bit of polish and, you know, yeah. get a little bit of love. But I feel if the rogue um, comes back, it's going to come back under a different name. Something like, you know, Sisterhood of the Sightless Eye or something like that. Yeah, Probably. One of the yeah. more faction-based names. Yeah, I think it would probably be more faction based and a little bit more like professional in its name rather than it just being a rogue. Right. But I um, can open traps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which are the traps. Rogue. There's yeah. always been traps. I'm the troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> I can sneak into places and get sneak attacks. <laughs> or they just go like the generic D and D and say thief. Here's the thief yeah. class. <laughs> I can steal gold oh, from monsters no. while they're still alive. Your hands you want to kill them anyways. Sneak but yeah, thief. but I get more gold that way. <laughs> oh man okay um so we're gonna get finish up with what we've been playing um morg you've been playing call of cthulhu still right yes i have and i've beaten it i've beaten the game well at least the one way that you can beat it um so i uh the one the way or a I... one way well, uh, well, I mean, like, I, I followed the same build, and what I did was I beat it um, the one way, and then I thought, 
huh, I wonder what happens if I do this instead. So I went back to a previous save and then played uh, played out the very, the very end and changed up the ending. Because um, uh, the way that I did play it, I gave myself some uh, opportunities to be able to choose like the uh, one of the two endings. But either way, it's a bad ending. Um, the one ending, you can uh, choose to uh, sacrifice yourself in order to prevent Cthulhu from uh, being activated from uh, this uh, cultist ritual. Um, yeah, it, that ending sucked. And so then I decided for the other one, you know what, I'm just gonna let Cthulhu spawn over whatever, you know, it's only the end of the world, right? And so, yeah, you, it's crazy, the end sequence, like, the sky, it's just littered with storms, mm -hmm. but it's weird because it seems like reality is peeling apart, so, like, you can see the storms kind of peeling in unnatural ways, showing, like, galaxy formations and stuff like that, whatever, and, like, there's, like, a cliff face that has, like, levitating pillars of rock and stuff like that, like, gravity itself doesn't even work anymore. And then, like, Cthulhu literally comes out. He's, like, the size of a skyscraper. Massive octopus face, dragon wing. Lots of tentacles, you know, vaguely. Right. Yeah, but immediately... Watery in nature. That, you know what's so weird? That... The whole thing about Cthulhu <laughs> is that he's supposed to be the unknown monster that no one knows about it's become a thing to show him, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it's the Cthulhu the Mythos, it's, it's a brand like okay. any other. He's the Mario yeah, but I mean, the Cthulhu like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's only a priest, ladies and gentlemen. He's very humble. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then like immediately as he wakes up, then all the cultists and you just go absolutely ape crap. And just start, like, wailing on each other with bare heads, beating each other's heads in with rocks and stuff like that. And, like, you survive, but you turn into an absolute raving lunatic. Like, just absolutely rabid. And, like, just everybody dies. Mass insanity. World comes to an end. You know, big hubbub. But, like, yeah. It was a really fun way to play because I went, like, mass investigation. Like, 100% investigation expertise. So that way I could get into all the little nooks and crannies, open up all the locks, and discover all the neat little things that you could go through. Yeah. Um, this second run that I'm doing, I'm doing it 100% strength and seeing if I can just brawl my way through, just beat everybody up. Hmm. And, like, and, like, just be super aggressive with all the conversational stuff. But, um... Yeah, it's, it's such a fun game. And, like, you can even choose, like, eloquence, where you're, like, super persuasive and you talk to people and whatever. Or you could go psychology, where you can, like, literally pick apart people's brains and, like, just unravel them into doing what you want them to. But, um, yeah, there's so much um, in that game that uh, I still have yet to discover. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bad game, but it's also a bad game that I love. <laughs> okay. Isn't it... <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, isn't it good? Fair, if right. You guys so like sticks. Like yeah. You guys are familiar yeah. with sticks. It, it, it's a terrible game because I mean, like, you can't. There's no real combat, but like, um, it, it's all entire. It's a choice-based stealth horror game. So like, it, everything that you do in the game leads to you know adds up to a certain consequence at the very end. Like it all adds up to to, to shift you in a certain direction with right. where. Um, wh which ending you're going to get. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of restrictive in certain senses, and, like, for the stealth scenes and stuff like that, where you're trying to, like, escape, like, say, an asylum, if you get caught by one of, like, the guards or whatever, they don't even have weapons, and you're, like, supposed to be a World War One veteran, it, you don't fight back. And I'm like, 
what is this bullcrap? Like, come on, I should be able to just fight my way out, you know, just right. brawl, knock everybody down to the ground, be like, I'm getting out of this asylum, you know, whatever. But, like, um, yeah, it, it, it's, there are some aspects to it that I don't like, but it's it's still a fun game to play. Okay. I was going to say, you know, talk about liking bad games. Anyone heard of Sticks? Oh, the stealth game. I thought you meant, like, Sticks. <laughs> like a stick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. No, like S T Y X sticks is his name. He's a goblin. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible series that it was like oh, yeah. it was like when uh, PS Plus was giving out like crappy games. I got oh, it. Yay. I actually like it, and I actually just picked up the sequel at Walmart for five dollars this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind it's of a terrible a, game that was worth buying the sequel for. I'm that bad that it's gonna good. play it and enjoy it because I kind God. of like stealth, stealth games, games. You know, when they're terrible, even when they're good, like <laughs> stealth games are pretty fun. Some, I mean, like unwinnable situations they put you into. It's basically just like struggle through this combat that you're super underpowered for. Yeah. Like Metal Gear yeah. Five, just yeah. you look at yeah. a flat savanna. It's like hide um, from the enemies. Like cool. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kojima. <laughs> Let me pick up this tiny, I'm behind tiny this rock little leaf and gradually hide. sloping <laughs> upward. Not enough to break eye contact, but maybe if you yeah. lie down Don't and worry. become one with the grass, maybe you won't get rocketed to death. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Right. Don't worry. I've got a cardboard box. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened in our D&D game Tuesday. <laughs> we had boxes of arrows and we had a guy get in the box and just sort of scoot up to the guards. <laughs> oh no, dude, my same. god, I love it when like, stuff like minor that illusion. It, wor- it did Life work. Hack. It creates an image in a five foot cube. Just hide among other boxes and make yourself a box. Yep. <laughs> it's foolproof. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, so, uh, oh, well, Margaret, you done Haru, you've been playing another game? Well, yeah, I'm done in Cthulhu. And then I've also been playing a little bit of Generations Ultimate and, uh, Tetris 99, the Battle Royale. Tetris Battle yeah. Royale. Tetris Battle Royale. I mean, think of everything that's Fortnite. Take everything that is wrong with it, put Tetris into the mix, and mwah, it's beautiful. So you're saying Tetris 99 has a fun shooting mechanic? <laughs> I, just, I just imagined... Like, Take Fortnite and remove all the Minecraft. No, that's opposite of a for- Tetris. It's a... <laughs> but it's a shooting game. <laughs> You're literally building a tower. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> well, technically, there's some crafting in it. I guess, <laughs> hey, it's more Fortnite than I thought it was. You know, like I just imagined every episode we talk about what we've been playing. More Daddy's like, all right, here I am. I'm coming through the the, the sea of shit games of my swampers to tell you guys. <laughs> 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 Here I am, rocky like a hurricane. Got my got my uh, sewer delving gear on. Here, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hope you guys don't have any cuts, cause you better not get any septicemia with the shit I got for you today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay, Laura. What have you been playing? Okay. Um. So. <laughs> I started the first bit of 
Tales of the Abyss. Um, I was playing through like the first uh, okay. sort of intro through the story, and you get introduced to the protagonist, um, Luke. Now, I'm not familiar uh, with this is a Tales PS2 of the game, but I'm on? playing the port on 3DS. Oh, okay. No, All yes, right, that's might be why I didn't uh, hear about it. Like, I, prob- I mean, it's probably a little bit like Persona 3 or something. But, um, yeah. So, okay. this is sort of like that mid-era Tales game. It would have been, I think, after Symphonia, but before Vesperia. Um, oh, okay, yeah, so there's the Tales of series. I get you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't put the two together. Yeah, so it, it has a like, the title yeah. is a bit different. It's not so like an yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like Symphonia or yeah. So it's like Tales yeah, of Arise, the new one. Okay. I'm not sure if there's actually Continue. an abyss I'm sorry. in this one. Like you have to arise in the new okay. one, but uh. um, so you get introduced to Luke, who is sort of like a. You find out he's been kidnapped. He's a he's a, a noble son of a family. Uh, who's kidnapped by the warring enemy nation. Uh, and so now he's like kept in like captivity essentially, uh, by his family, uh, to protect him. He's kept in like mm-hmm. this villa, um, isolated from the world. And he's just, just so whiny. He's the worst. Well, that's, I, I can already get the vibe that, uh, this guy's gonna have to grow, uh, slowly throughout the adventure. Like, and there, there's already, <laughs> or you'll have to kill him. Uh, I'm not sure you can die. Go for the, the bad end ending. I, I know the one that you can die in, but um, oh yeah. So, so Luke is voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, of course. He's a great performance, uh, being a prick. Um, <laughs> and you yeah. get introduced right away to the, your companion. Um, yeah, his name is Guy. His name is literally just Guy, uh, voiced by Johnny Young Bosch. Of anime's fame. Okay. <laughs> he's in all of the animes. Um, he's another great voice actor. Which is why I have no idea what you're talking um, about. Continue. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, the voice acting is really competent. Uh, the story, like, it's, it get, like, you start in this villa and you get introduced yeah. to it. And as soon as that happens, they start subverting it and they start, like, uh, pushing the plot along the tracks and, um, like, they cut to, like, someone sneaking in to ambush you in the villa, and, like, they're talking about the phonons, which is, like, the elements in this world, and, like, these, like, this, like, clerical magic organization. <coughs> and you see, excuse me, up okay. in the sky, there's, like, some weird, like, orbiting, like, ro- asteroids in the, in the planet's sphere, so it's very interesting. Like, there's a lot going on that you don't, it's, it's pretty dense to start mm. with, but you start getting accustomed um. Yeah, and and I, I guess the other character that gets introduced um is Tear, uh, who I don't know if her voice actor, but she sort of plays uh, opposite Luke. And like a lot of her dialogue is basically just like grow up, just like stop being, stop being you. Yeah, uh, and there's this whole like arc baby. about like yeah. Luke is of course um averse to killing people, um. Uh, having a lot of sheltered life, but you know it's it's, a, it's a it's sort of like a D and D setting, 
You gotta, you gotta get it, you gotta spill some blood to crack some eggs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. um, and there's another, <laughs> you get another party member, uh, who's sort of like a, uh, very quickly on you have 44 party members, and he's sort of like the, um, a military captain of the warring nation who you're allied with to <laughs> protect, uh, uh, sort of like a, it's basically the Catholic Church, and people are trying to kidnap the Pope. Or one of the popes to, uh, to like, waylay an effort to peace talk between the two big nations in the world. So there's this whole drama ongoing. Um, but actually, about the actual game, okay. it's very much a Tales game. Uh, action combat, it's pretty fun. Just like the basic combos you get. And the arts you're starting to unlock. Um, it, I mean, it's basically, um, got all the functionality of the modern games except the skill systems. Like, the action is all there, the free-running, linear action battle system is the same. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't feel really dated, because you, I mean, it's just like a, like an old fighting game or old action game, right? Um. Yeah. It just sort of like a, a, a it feels right because that's what it was Yeah, I mean, the it's, time. it's, a, it, if you make fun action combat, it's never not fun. Uh, it just feels a little bit older. Right. You yeah, Ocarina of Time like Ocarina is, a, is a good Time example like for like a yeah. sort of like basic um, system like this. Mm-hmm. Which is why you know when people didn't understand what Monster Hunter was, I used that. I used that as an example, right? It's Ocarina of Time boss fights without locking huh. on. Ooh. That's that was my default description. It's not perfect obviously but it kind of describes blend, it. <laughs> blend bongo bongo um so <laughs> uh the, the last note i wanted to say on tales of the abyss uh start of it is i'm really impressed with the environment so far like the dungeons are really elaborate i went through this this it's generic mm-hmm. first fantasy forest right um but you start going across rivers and you have to use mm-hmm. a a ring to like burn vines around trees to have the trees collapse and bridge the river and the sorcerer's ring the famous like tales mm-hmm. also solving implement um and then you have to like you find this great tree in the middle of the forest and you can climb up within it and it's like a like a, a munchkin village uh, of the like tribe of like mew mm-hmm. the like annoying anime pet creature um, that's something about this game is because they always had to have some sort of annoying creature, right? <laughs> Preferably something that's cute. You're not and flies and goes. Pitch I a voice in this one. Vesperia had just the dog. Oh, Potamon. But uh, this one seems to have, uh, yeah. And um, Mew is is the name of the of the little fluffy bunny thing you get. I thought he was a naked alien baby looking thing. The hundred and fifty first Pokemon. No, so it's it's like a, it's like the <laughs> it's like a bunny Pokemon. It looks. It like. must be a um, psychic type. M I E U is how we're spelling this. That's two weird floppy ear things. <laughs> um, anyway, high pitched voice. And every time you press the sorcerer's ring key in the game, you hold up Mew, who shoots, who breathes fire, um, and and he makes Mew. <laughs> so it's literally like. If you like spam it, it's like mew 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 mew. <laughs> oh my god! Pew pew pew. 
So that might get not great, oh my God. but, you know, fine. I mean, it sounds like that alone has sold me on Anyway, the environment... <laughs> the tree is a mule village. You, all over everybody. you go up... Um, you can climb the what tree and, and you go like outside <laughs> and you transition between loading zones to find these rare treasure chests, but they're just... Like, it's just a side path. It's not even, like, the critical path. You have to climb this tree. And you, like, go across some more rivers and uh, fight some mm-hmm. more different types of forest monsters. And the actual boss room is this, like, barrow in the forest where these monsters are holding up. And um, there's even more puzzles there. Like, you can burn a burn a vine that are hanged out from the ceiling to get them to drop a treasure chest. Uh, so yeah, it was just like really nice environments to sort of double back on themselves and weave around. Um, and they're just really complex. Even the village too, you could like sneak in people's back doors and watch them uh, cook rice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. The minute that you were talking about that that ridiculous bunny that has the flamethrower, I was just immediately thinking, like, Red Faction Armageddon, that stupid unicorn gun where it has, like, the rainbow diarrhea, that plasma laser that just comes out, just go... And you're, like, literally, like, I think it... What do you do? Pull on its... Yeah, I think you pull on its tail, and it's like... Aah! And then it, like, fires, like, this rainbow plasma laser out, and it just melts everything. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds amazing. <laughs> oh man! Red Faction it was such a strange game. <laughs> oh my I mean, god! Yeah, it looks like man, a Pokemon. Sort of look like like QB or um. Like a lot of times these things are completely out of place. They're just to sell plushies. You know. You know if you know if we record same day next week, Pokemon will be out. You're right. It will be. Hmm. I mean, but will it be worth playing? Yeah. Find out. Any other Pokemon the game is worth playing? Of meow meow meow. Hey, the same thing's gonna be Dragon true here and untrue here. <laughs> I'm still playing it. I'm still being Bug Trainer Cham. That's what I'm gonna do. Bug Trainer Cham. Um. <laughs> uh, um. So. Uh, Oh, uh, another note, last oh, thing I had to say so about weird. Abyss is, uh, localization! Ah! Like, they didn't add anything new for the 3D... No, the local the voice acting's oh. great, but, like, the actual budget of it, they didn't voice the skits, which are just those, like, 2D character arts animated, and, like, the point of it is that they have voice acting, and you can listen to them, and they're, like, little, mm-hmm. little sort of, like, radio dramas, almost. But without the voice acting, it's just silent, and you have to, like, read... Why? It's just their voice in the Japanese version. It's just they didn't ever show up <laughs> like for English kindergarten. Yeah, that's dumb. It, it, it's 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 uh, the worst like yeah uh, localization effort of the Tales games, I guess, because it doesn't. There's a lot of skits in these games. Ah, uh, it's disappointing. You know, sometimes we forget just how much, you know, the Monster Hunter team puts into localization, you know, when they do it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, they do such a good job. Because, like, there's so many 80s and 90s references that nobody gets. Like, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there, the way there are some, right? There's a lot of references. Jelly donuts name. are my favorite. And he's like holding like this big rice pat with like Brock. Well, I mean, that's that not a jelly same, donut, but they, it's yeah. just not voiced in the localization is the problem. Yeah. Right, and it wasn't until World that we even got voices. So other than hey, uh huh, <laughs> best, you know, like just best voice like, line just, in the Monster uh, Hunter game, oh, uh, yeah. at least an old one, is uh, the guild, the Berna guild lady, who goes bye, and she like mm-hmm. voice acts her voice trailing off because she knows you're gonna run away from the quest counter to the to the. Uh, excellent yes i remember that yeah bye <laughs> i, I kind of like the poke village chief when she's like she's <laughs> <laughs> like a rambling old lady you're like oh <laughs> i love it <laughs> it's, it's like when you walk her she's it's like, like the cat chef sound effects uh, you know whoa I, is there something wrong with you <laughs> rough rough <laughs> he's like barking no, I mean he's like a dog ruff, ruff. In the, in oh jeez yeah she not, not the, the like, uh, meow, meow. not the beefy cat <laughs> it's, it's demented <laughs> I love it it's, so, it's like a cute like cat? old lady noise Me, it's weird. I'm just not into it on many levels <laughs> sing sweet nothing's into ends. my ears meow, meow, meow. um <laughs> I, I I was gonna say like uh the the Poke Village uh chief, you know, the, the old old lady Wavarian, she's like to me, she's like the saddest backstory of any character in Monster Hunter. Like it's just it's it baffles me. This is the one where her husband died on a monopolist quest because of Whoa, like, what a scrub, the only NPC to ever die in Monster Hunter. With like the I'm just like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but the, it's like it's the the sort of offhand explanation as to why you can't have more than four in a quest because the guild can't save you all. So it's like, oh okay, that's why we don't have five because the fifth guy got stabbed by a monopolist. Not that you know, it doing its charge attack and bucking with its horn never hit a hunter, but. Like, <laughs> Like no, I've never I've never been brutally killed by a monoblos. Uh, no, um, for those who don't know the older games, monoblos is literally like a diablos with a nose giant and it's horn ugly. instead of two very ugly forehead horns. But yeah, uh, yeah. Think it, about like Styracosaurus. Yeah, it was a Styracosaurus uh, versus a Triceratops, basically on the head. It's like an and oval the still shield on its head. <laughs> the um, head is the only exactly. thing different. Yeah. Oh, I think it also had a spiked tail as opposed to like a purely it did. clubbed one. It, you did. Yeah. It had a it had a spiked tail very much close to what. Um, but as Rathian we know, um, like in modern Monster Hunter, tails. getting impaled by a Kieran Horn doesn't kill you anymore. <laughs> it's surface level damage. No. Um, <laughs> Anyways, it's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So, uh, so I've been playing a little bit of Generations. You said you've been doing this too, Morg. Um, but mm-hmm. I only played a little bit this week because I got frustrated with Temper, not Tempered. Uh, Tempered's actually Hyper. Hyper, yeah. Um, but uh, I did play one of the sort of like end tier um, offline quests, right? So they're they're considered high rank in qu- in quotations, but they're really the secret ones that are you know, master rank and oh. then G rank. So there's the advanced village quests. Yeah, so I'm trying to finish those, and they're really hard, right? Um, yeah. So the one that I did, and I pulled it off first try. Uh, I only I got two carts out of the three allowed, um, but one was because I wasn't really paying attention, and then the other one was I legitimately just got killed. Um, the uh, the fight that I did is in the arena. So you're you're locked in there, and you all you can only far cast her out. Um, mm-hmm. um, got a Rathalos, and after you kill Rathalos, you have to fight a Tigrex, and after you kill Tigrex, you have to fight a Nargakuga, and after Nargakuga, you have to fight Rajong. So I'm I'm fighting stuff that is in Iceborne, right? Three of them introduced in Iceborne, you know, the other one being in World, the first one. So. I'm doing the fight, and I'm using a depth uh, depth greatsword, which means when I roll, uh, I roll through an attack. I get this special dodge animation where I dodge out of it, and I can follow up with a counter attack. Essentially, yeah, it's very different to what World does. Very different play style, for sure. Uh, and it will never return because Generations and Generations Ultimate are the only games that will have these mechanics. So they say, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, um. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's a lot more over the top action than world and that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I kill I kill Rothalos fairly quickly because you ha- I mean you have to right four monsters in the same quest. Um, you know a little bit over time limit of over ten minutes each and you're you're done. Um, but I mean I was taking them down about six or seven minutes a piece. Um, so Rothalos you know like the fight went pretty well pretty expected. It's not too much different in world. It, um, world tend to have a lot more of a uh sweeping attacks in the air that kind of stuff and you know the older games obviously more rigid in some of their attack animations um and you know like i'm fighting and i'm thinking about like okay so what are the you know differences between this and world and what have you improved and that kind of stuff uh and i noticed like right off the bat that mega potions right heal you for a lot more in uh generations ultimate Despite the fact that you can move while drinking in World, it's like it's a very significant amount of your health that gets healed with a Mega Potion. And I would say if it's not 75%, it's like 70. It's a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas it's it's maybe a little under 50. And you can definitely take like two Mega Potions and still be world. empty. So like if you get really... Yeah. Right. And it's just... And it's weird because I was like... Well, like it's like well, shouldn't it it's not really it's funny because like it's less healing right but like the game is actually just that much harder uh and this is comparing you know the equivalent of g rank to master rank and mm-hmm. it was like a like a stark realization for me because well we said this the whole time world is easier right and it's a lower bar not anymore it's needed for more people <laughs> to come in but yeah no uh, master rank is a lot of but here's the other thing and you've talked about this while we we're playing Haru uh, a couple a couple times maybe it was you with Gog I can't remember but 
a lot of monsters just had they're they're just giant health sponges now. So it was mm-hmm. actually kind of refreshing to be able to take like I was still in more danger against Rathalos. Um but it went down much quicker well, than any sort of class, like master rank. And I you know I've got like yeah, but even a multi-monster quest and investigations solo, which I do often for crown hunting and that kind of stuff, they still take l- much longer, you know. And I've got maxed, maxed out. Uh, no, weapons I, I disagree. Like they were short, the health totals were yeah, shorter in World and Nightborn Master Rank. They've shifted it back towards, I mean, basically generations. What the older games had for health totals, hunts would always take longer. So crown hunting was like. A lot more of an investment, mm. whereas in the world you could grind pretty quickly. Well, I still feel like it's there longer. is that, but um, uh, the effect of raw or without blo- bloat values for a lot of the weapons in Iceborne—they're actually significantly lower than what you would get in um, Generations Ultimate. Like some of those weapons in Generations Ultimate have like an effect of raw of like. 380 or 370 for some of the more powerful ones and then like it almost feels like some of the skills back then um i don't want to say that they they stacked up more damage but they just feel a little bit more powerful if you know what i mean Mm. yeah and and it was weird because like the flinches happen more often they felt like they mattered more and that kind of stuff and i really i really don't like the whole clutch call like hey you can get me now while they drool a little bit because it makes me think they're tired, which is a totally different mechanic which uses drooling, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And I'm not trying to hate on Iceborne. I love the game, and it's right now sitting as my favorite Monster Hunter game. This this foray back into Generations Ultimate hadn't changed it. Um, it was just weird, right? It was like, I was really feeling the differences between the two. And then Tigrex jumps down and... Oh my gosh. Like, I talked about this when, when Tigrex was revealed. Like, oh man, he's beefier. He looks, like, stronger and that kind of stuff. He looks mm-hmm. absolutely skinny in comparison to three in uh, Generations Ultimate. Like, he is just, like... Mm-hmm. He's like a wide head on a skinny neck with like, like, like... <laughs> it was just it was crazy, like the difference. So um, and that model, so... Looks... Yep. Started on PS2. No, PS. No, the yeah, PSP. That was before right. Freedom. You yeah, know, it was PSP. Like yeah, I would game. remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but those monster designs. It was free. Yeah, it was Freedom Two. Significantly changed in third and fourth generation. Also, that mm-hmm. there's it does not look like it did in the PSP days, which was even worse. <laughs> um, and then the fight with. Tigrex was essentially the same. He still does a lot of the charging and that kind of stuff. He has more variety in world, which is cool. Yeah, Tigrex attacks. is always sort of simple. Um, but like there's, there wasn't was anything dang- even in Iceborne that made him interesting. He's just yeah, jump, charge, rock. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we get uh, Nargakuga, and then Nargakuga, he kind of looks the same. He's smaller in Generations Ultimate. He doesn't have... He's not as severe of a change of, like, um, uh, I don't know, physique as he does in World. But um, he... It's weird because it's a very different fight. And I, I would say this is the one case where it's equal in difficulty, but different. Because the added effect of bleed actually kind of changes the fight with, with Nargakuga a bit. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I find it really odd because this never happened until this week. I had never been bled by a tailspine by walking over it until now. And that was weird. Like, I feel like that's bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand. Like, getting hit with it makes total sense, right? It sliced you. But, like, it being on the ground, like, really? I mean, I step on briar bush all the time. You know, like, like step because you just step on it. But I guess you're mid-fight. You wouldn't think to how to step on it. I, mean, I don't know. It, it didn't make sense to me. But it changes the fight dynamic a lot. Whereas he's kind of faster and does a lot more faster attacks in in Generations Ultimate. So he'll do the jump, immediately pivots and jumps back, and pivots and jump back. Um, but the Tail Slam is more powerful in Iceborne. It just is. Um, and then the bleed damage on top of it. It was the the instance that I was like, okay, this is uh, this is like yeah, I felt like equal I felt like Narcoga felt um, really new the, of all the monsters the last... in Iceborne um, for like a remade thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right, he feels yeah. different. Yeah, I, I, I like the new different. version a lot more. Honestly, the old version was always sort of like. I don't know. It sort of felt weird, like Tigrex. It was just, yeah. the the old The old one was very easy to read after yeah. a while because I mean we've had so many renditions of him. Like since, well, a lot of people since would remember him from, from. Yeah, I was gonna say that uh, a lot of people would have remembered him from like um, three and uh, three ultimate, but um, three yeah, ultimate. Freedom he Unite. wasn't in try at all. Oh, he wasn't in try. No, he wasn't. Huh. There was three returning monsters in try base try which was Diablos, Rathalos, and Rathian that's it all of them knew after that yeah aside from small things like try. like Kelby and Optinoth Try was also the only game that had darkness real darkness yeah even but Best yeah, Boy no. got replaced by Manabra um, yeah I did not like that I did not appreciate that in uh, when I pl- first played 3 Ultimate it's like no, no, I want my Vespoids back, but yeah, um, I was gonna say that yeah, uh, but uh, for like Freedom Freedom Unite, like he he definitely, um, he, I think that was probably when he was at his most difficult for for me, especially right. because you you couldn't mount the monsters, you didn't have exhaustion on your side, and we had like eleven weapons as opposed to fourteen, and your attack combos were more janky and. He just did more damage. Like, that Tail Slam, if you had full health and it landed on you, like, even if you were just what you thought was outside of the hitbox, it still would hit you, and it would still kill you in one hit. So... Now, that's in much older Monster Hunter games. In Generations Ultimate, it's not that powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I meant Freedom Unite. But, yeah, yeah like, but Generations Ultimate, I'm... He did kind of get toned down. Like, he has the same yeah. movesets, but right. he, he's a lot easier. Um, when I fought Nargkuga in Preview uh, Generations, oddly enough, I think it wasn't. I think it wasn't as fun for me because the monster just like, kept leaping at you, and the movement system is kind of archaic back mm-hmm. then, so you yeah. don't really have the tools to like evade that. If you get, if he just keeps coming at you, you just will get bowled over, and that's not really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Narcacuga. Actually, a lot of monsters back then were like that, like Yangaruga and... Uh, I think the Rathians were the one monster that's still like that. Yeah. yeah, actually, you know what? A lot of... A lot of those first and second generations monsters were pretty damn mean, you know? I, I'm not gonna lie, you know? 
Every other monster after, like, you know, from third generation up just felt a little bit more fair. Well, I mean, it was, it was a, an accepted strategy for a long time. Run in, hit, hit, dodge. Run in, hit, hit, dodge. Like, and you, or you had to know your when weapon, to dodge. Even. Like, yeah. Because, like, like, the minute that they turned to face you, like, they just immediately <laughs> were on top of you. Yeah. And so, like, the minute they turned around, you were like, you jump out of the way. But, yeah, that was... That was a whole different era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Fun times. The last monster that I went up against was Zhang, and this is the one where the difficulty was very stark in comparison. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, and I we talked about this, so Zhang is you know, the latest monster to come out, and I thought, like, he's much easier, but like it's insane how much easier he is. And, you know, I did I did die once on, on uh, to Nargakuga, but that was, again, it was me not really paying attention more so than than you know getting caught out or that kind of thing i straight up Mm -hmm. tried to dodge the uh actively with adept where you know perfect dodging can get me out of the way all the you know all day every day um the 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 spinny bounce ball so he does it three times instead of two (laughs) and and that third time can really get you in fact if you're not paying attention in adept style the if you adept dodge the second one, the third one will almost always get you because you can't adept again out of it. So like, yep, <laughs> it was it was a rough fight. Now I did kill it, um, but like, it's amazing to me. And I was thinking about it, like the bonking, right? So the getting on them, clutch call, knock them into the wall, which we have just ended up calling bonking. No, I, I think I've that. had other uh, like a new player. I literally um, introduced Iceborne yesterday. And he started going doink. <laughs> it's just the it's the emotion of the motion. Right? Yeah, <laughs> boing. Right. So like the so like the monsters are kind of doing less damage overall, right? You have mm-hmm. the extra mobility, the better hitbox, right? But every every newer game gets better hitboxes. Um, like, there's so many factors into making the game so much easier. And then on top of that, they just toned down Rajong in general. Like, there's mm-hmm. just... His lightning beam is negligible compared to what it used to be. It was, like, auto-death in the old game. Now, you can still kill you. It does a significant amount of damage, but it's not like... It's, like, 90% of your health versus, like, 75% of your health. And that's significant sometimes. Um... Or and I don't. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't think. I, I was gonna say. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. Please. I was just gonna say. Um, I don't think it's even. I. Don't, it might even be fifty percent of his health and world. Your health and world. I don't know. It didn't feel near as powerful. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I honestly want him to have like the crazy rock throwing attack that he used to have in the old games, as well right. as like the triple bounce, like the single bounce. That's fine, but I feel like people can get used to that too easily. If he had, like, the triple, I, I feel like everybody would be screaming and running and, you know, wetting themselves at night. It, that's just what I want. I want people to feel the real Rajang as opposed to, you know, world Rajang, which was yeah. moderately easier. It's still getting that. Yeah, it's still a difficult fight in, in, in certain ways, right? Like, tempered mm-hmm. Rajang is just insane. And I talked about it. We died several times to it. But, you know, like. It's different. It's a lot different, and it's not like. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, where, so where I'm going with this conversation is, it came like while fighting Rajong, there came a thought to me, and 
I have largely been playing the same game the same way, even in generations with the extra adept style and you know the, the styles and the hunter arts that were so different from before games. But you know, how you gather things, how you use the potion and flex and that kind of stuff. I feel like there's a distinct difference now between classic Monster Hunter and World and on World and possibly on. Right, so we don't mm-hmm. know what the next game is after World and Iceborne, but there will be one, most likely. No, nah, Capcom said they're done. Title they don't want to make any more. They're, they're so, good. Yeah, there's sarcasm. Not appreciate here, are you? Asked. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, the <laughs> um, the the uh, but to me, it was sort of like. I'm glad we got this game localized and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I've talked about it many times is like, this is supposed to be a celebration of monster of the last 10 years, but it became kind of like, this is also a celebration of how monster hunter was. And I feel like this is the last game that we get in the distinct old monster Hunter style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and as someone who's been playing the game for, you know, 15 years, like the the you know, the series, not the game, but the series of Monster Hunter for 15 years, that kind of felt powerful, that realization that we're not going to get this again. Um I you know, I could be wrong, right? There could be a Switch title coming out next year that's, you know, not the main game cuz Monster Hunter 6 clearly isn't ready or something. You know, we have the off year. <laughs> B team is taken over or something like that. But like, it was like it was a very. It's weird because like I I love this series. Obviously, you know I started the podcast you know rooted in Monster Hunter, even exclusively Monster Hunter for the first good sixty episodes of this this series to begin with. Um, like it's just, it was just weird. It was like a sad but kind of like okay realization of like, this this is it. You know this is. This is where we're we're going to stop seeing the you know the jank that ends up being kind of humor you know humorful like the 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 flex the the overdone drop your left hand almost to the ground reach your right hand up at the sky and wave you know like like this sort of like crazy just like janky monster hunter that it used to be like that we just accepted that that was how the game was until world changed a lot of that. And mm-hmm. I don't think that World is any better or less of a game for changing all of that. It needed to happen, obviously, because so many people play Monster Hunter now that World is here. But it was just like, wow, like this is this is it. This is an yeah, end era. Yeah, I don't era. really agree you know I mean? at all. And yeah. that, for me, just, I started with Try and that sort of ecological setting and strong focus on that. That was Monster Hunter for me. Um. And I think it... That's what got me into the series, and that started with the first Yeah, one, but I the think eco- the there was a distinct... Obviously, you guys, people have complained about the lack of monsters and this and that, but there was, like, a distinct, like, shift, and they tried to, like, redouble in that aspect, like, recommit to that, like, the original, like, theme of the game. Uh, and I feel like that's that was neglected until World came out. Like, the actual, like, focus on the environments and the focus on the ecology... Of like trying to create like trying to world build, not just just to create like a game where monsters uh, hit you. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I really disagree because I think um, I think they've tried to do that with every iteration. I think they've tried to focus on that ecology with every iteration. And the only one that I really see them straying from that in any real way is 4, four and 4 Ultimate, where they were, were talking about the, the culture, so going to the different towns and that kind of stuff. But even then, mm-hmm. those were based in different environments with different monsters, and they were all ecology-based. You know, like, that's where we saw a lot of the first monsters preying on other monsters and seeing them a lot uh, more yeah. openly. And, like, that was ecology-based, right? Like, Nersilla and Gypsorus, that relationship, we hadn't seen it so overt before, right? We saw Rathalos mm-hmm. carrying off Aptanoth all the time, but we didn't see, like, a large monster hunting a large monster yet. Like, um, and at least I don't think so. Or not at least off the top of my head. And, like, the, the, I think they've always tried to make the ecology better, and I agree with you, Haru. That is the strength of the series, is the ecology, and they really doubled mm-hmm. down on that in World, and they did a great job with it. And it's large reason why i enjoyed world so much but it was more than it it's always more than that right like there's there's things around the game there's like subcultures and memes and that kind of stuff as much as i hate the jesus monte meme because it's i mean oh yeah to me that's a mountain that's almost straight up like racist like just because of how ubiquitous it was to say, hey, you're French and you suck at the game. Like, that was terrible. But, like, there were still things like that that came out came out of it. And I have bad, so bad to use an example like that. But there's, you know... And, of course, the culture of Monster Hunter is going to evolve and that kind of stuff. But for a long time, you know, those sort of, like, wonky gestures, the, mmm, tasty, like, that kind of stuff, like those kind of small things that sort of like these inside jokes with monster internet kind of stuff. Hey, I got to drink a potion now flex. Like that's gone. Like <laughs> that's gone. I miss that's not those a thing. Days. Those... And like, that was like, yeah, it's not like, Hey, monster hunters worse for leaving those things behind. But I felt it was important to, to notice that those things are going behind. And even the fighting style has changed dramatically in, in world. Um, and in a lot of ways for the better, I don't disagree with that, but it was just like, okay. Like it's, it was just like, you know, like, I don't know, like letting go of drive past your old high school and you're like, yeah, I remember that. So like Capcom has said, um, they approach creating console (laughs) and handle games differently. And try was the last console game before world, uh, last game that was developed to be on a console, not just ported. Um, and so through that creative sort of mm-hmm. uh, approach, like they created the monsters differently to all focus on ecology. And like you said, in 4, there was a, a deficit of that because they just focused on getting a bulk of old monsters back. There was poor content control. And whereas you did have really cool implements of instances with the new monsters, like Xamtrios and with uh, Nursilla, um trying to think of other ones like uh the climbing was pretty cool with the the bugs and uh ash ketchum ketchawacha <laughs> like all the other monsters were just sort of thrown into the new maps and they didn't have any connection to them in the for the most part uh it's yeah like when you throw like a tigrex into every map 
Like, it, it just doesn't really have much to do uh, with the ecology. And that's still the case in Iceborne when they're sort of remastering monsters. But they at least have, like, the turf war elements and, like, um, the sort of... Uh, Eco- like the the sort of live ecology animations and the monsters pathing, they drink water, they roam around, they sniff the air. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they've always done that, but people just killed them well, too quickly. Yeah, but they used <laughs> to dig through my boy the Tigrex ground, again. <laughs> like Tigrex would, or uh... Ty- uh, Tigrex would just like just be like. F this crap, I'm out. Yeah, I'm going to Superman. Dude, like you just shoot straight just up into the, into the ground. Yeah, yeah, no, no, there's, there's some janky stuff like that that doesn't make a lot of sense. And especially the, the, the yeah, burrowing stuff. It was just like loading animation. Because tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made of rubber. Bombs are made of springs. Yeah, and yeah, the loading animation. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that like it was... I'm not saying that we should hold on to that stuff. I'm just saying that like... There, we're not going to have that style of Monster Hunter again. It's gone. And it's something that was, you know, I was okay with. I liked, I loved those games, right? And they're, yeah, they're yeah. no longer going to be that. They're going to be very different at this point. And, I, and the success of World, I think, is going to see to that. And that's okay. I was just like, I felt it was important. Like, I felt like a, it was like a time capsule. I was just like, this is, this is what it used to be. Well, I think like, as someone this who... This is the last it's going to be of this. Yeah, that's that's very much going to be the case. Um, like uh, like the the old mechanics of like having to worry like of having to stand around to take a potion or like having to, um, uh, I can't say that about. Oh yeah, like having to worry about fixed numbers of whetstones or like bug nets or pickaxes and stuff like that. We're never gonna have that again. I don't that's... think. Yeah, yeah, and we're not we're we're not gonna have these. It's gonna be more better information, right? So now mm-hmm. we now we have hey you're gonna there's a question mark above your head or you know like something like that and you're gonna carve it and like that took us a long time to get that in the old games it was just like cont- it wasn't even a context like okay uh, I guess I'll carve now I guess I'll carve now carve now like like it oh, didn't yeah, which show you something in? above your head like in the first freedom game. one <laughs> like <laughs> uh, they fixed that oh, okay. I think that in G I think immediately the next game like they fixed that. Or, you know, like, that used to be, it wasn't until Try that, like, mining nodes were, like, cracks in the yeah, wall. Yeah, Try still had a had few of those. They were. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Freedom Unite, they would just be, like, these little slivers in the wall, like, these little fissures that you'd actually have to, you'd have to, like, go up against the wall and hug the wall until all of a sudden a question mark would pop up and you'd be like, oh, hey, there's a mining spot over here. You'd just go and mine right. it. Right. And then you'd have to keep it in your mind to know that on this map, in this particular spot, there is a mining spot. And if, you know, if you if you don't know that, yeah, you're going to end up having to find that out later on. And, and now... And for the better, I completely think this, you can open up your map and say, okay, I want gathering points. I don't want to see all this other shit on my map. Here's what I get. And in fact, a lot of the treasure hunting in Iceborne is that. <laughs> like, hey, do this. Okay, the puzzle says this many this, this many this. Where is it? Like, like that kind of thing. And, um, like, it's just, it's, it, I don't know, like, it's changed for the better so much, especially the quality of life stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
And that's why I think World is always this World and Iceborne have done a lot of good for Monster Hunter. But then again, <laughs> like I was saying, like then again, you know, there's the part of me that grew up playing this game, right? I started playing this game when I was 14. No, it'd be 16, 15 and 16 is when I started. So like literally half of my life has been this game. <laughs> you know playing it off and on and i spent you know the most time of any monster hunter in that first one you know the 2500 hours i poured into monster Hunter one um mm-hmm. and then like uh iceborne uh, slash world is going to be the next biggest it is the next biggest i'm now at 800 and i think 80 something hours right now and it's insane right for a lot of games <laughs> but like it was just i don't know I just, I, like, it was, to me, it was just, like, this, the, it was, like, an important feeling. It's, like, a milestone for the series. I, I will big, say that, um, so, I don't know. That's all I had to say. It started with Try, which itself was built from the ground up. Like, it wasn't reusing, like, mechanics from the old games. Like, it, it obviously, it had some... No, and that was... It had the long swords, Yeah, like, that was the first... Base moveset was the, first was the real same, redesign. that's all the games, the movesets are the same. Um, what as someone who's yeah, yeah, no, someone that was started the first with try big engine uh, update. I I recognize world a lot. Like it was just like it just felt like a new uh sort of uh overhaul, but but very much a sequel that that followed like a lot of the yeah a new beginning. I guess principles that are recognizable that underlie the games. Yeah, so we mm-hmm. talk about like the generations of Monster Hunter, right? So we have, and that's why it's called Monster Hunter Generations. It's celebrating the previous four. Um, you know, like Generation 1, and you got Generation 2. But then I would say Chapter 2, right? Some other big break was, was Monster Hunter Tri, Generation 3. Then you get literally like the bunch more monsters and some, you know, mechanics than 3 Ultimate. And then we get 4, which was the next sort of big step, Generation 4. But in Generation Four being one of the most titles in the same generation, because it technically also includes Generations and Generations Ultimate, along with Four and Four U, so four games in the same generation. If you disclude yeah. Monster Hunter Frontier, <laughs> which was a Gen Two game, different development. Um, I mean, at that point, we might as well throw stories <laughs> in the <front. laughs> Oh, stories yeah. a whole different. Aggressive I mean, I like cell stories, shading. but. Um, Toss that crayon into the soup pot. We oh, need to get all the colors. The only in the one you that. can play with Epona. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 the, uh, but like, uh, it's. But the, the, like, and I would say Monster Hunter World is like sort of like the third chapter of Monster. It's a, you know, it's the third. It's yeah, like the exactly. second rebirth of the series because like, Try was a huge, huge change, right? Like from. Freedom Unite to try was like, what? There's mining nodes now? Like, what? You can do this now? And like, what? All but three of the monsters are gone? And like, at that point, there was like 60-something monsters in, in you know, Freedom Unite. And we yeah. had even, we'd even got Hypnocatrice, which like, I don't know, that's not really poignant to anybody anymore. But like, at the time, that was a big deal because like, Frontier, you know, 
you know, we, the, you know, the monster in a game that we were never supposed to get another monster from got two monsters from Frontier at that time, which was Lava Seeth and Hypnocatrice. Yeah. And, like, we weren't supposed to do that. They, like, that wasn't supposed to happen. They specifically said, never. Frontier exclusive monsters, never going to get them. And they went back on that. And I'd say for the better, Hypnocatrice was something to fight. And I don't care how many people shit on Lava Seeth. I like him. <laughs> I like him a lot. Um, I like the Piscean Wyverns in general. Would but, you say um, you lava him? Like, it's just... <laughs> yes. Very much. Lava him a lot. Stretch. <laughs> lava him. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, guys. The, I think... Do we have more to say on the topic? Or do you think we should wrap it up? Uh, we're kind of stretching it here at like two hours and 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> Listeners, are you still here? Martha? Bueller? Okay. Bueller? <laughs> Bueller. Julianne? Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Um, but yeah, Stella! so if you guys are still still listening, thanks for listening um, tonight. And I was, you know, I think our episode's just generally going to be longer than the three of us now. Um, which I'm okay with. Uh, now I've got a lot of feedback from listeners saying, hey, longer episodes are okay. You're a podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so, yeah. So, thanks for listening tonight, guys. Uh, this is Fortuan. You can catch me at HunterSubPod. Um, probably going to be tweeting out some more podcast episodes. Uh, and then possibly another show on the way. I won't say it because it's not for sure yet. But looks looks like we're going to have another show. Um, it's going to be a monthly one, so don't get too excited. Um, but yeah, that's me. I'll see you guys next quest. I am at Akinstagram on Twitter. Uh, retweeting a lot of fan art. Oh, um, <laughs> something that may come up uh, the next episode. Uh, go uh, go check out the Unearthed Arcana for uh, all the base classes. Um, not some classes, but base class features in 5e. Uh, ah. It's like 13 pages of stuff. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things. And most of it for Ranger. (laughs) But, uh, Morg, how about you? Well, you guys can find me at Morgan Hey 3 As always, I'm going to be posting all the goodies that uh, I usually do, including Tasty's recipes, because I can't seem to get enough of them. That new matzo stick recipe that calls for spinach. Mm, I like it. Um, but yeah, um, probably going to be posting like some uh, Gen U funnies that I happen to come by, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been doing that. Not a doing YouTube, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not doing YouTube anymore, so I need a new creative outlet, and Twitter is definitely going to be the place for that. So yeah, if you guys like funny stuff, hey, I'm and the podcast, be posting, yeah, you're a oh yeah, and now. the podcast, yay! I'm a co-host, yeah, just yeah, throwing out the. The, the plugs here and there, yeah. Join, <laughs> join Fortuan's Hunter's Hub, ladies. Just do it, <laughs> not just ladies, gentlemen as well. You, you know what I mean. God damn it! Uh, uh, cut. Wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Do, do, do. The program has concluded. <laughs>